Good morning, good afternoon. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 119 this week. And it's going to be a good one. You have the uh, Prince of Porsche remake coming at you live here. You've got Dan, and he's coming at you this week in the Ultimate Edition form with ray tracing on. I see it. Yeah, I, that's that. true. Yeah, that, that's some yeah. beautiful lighting you have there. 4K. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and joining us for the first time, one of our friends of the show who uh, we've talked to for quite a long time now is Gator Six Charlie. Welcome, sir. Thank you for Yay. having me. I appreciate it. Of course. No, I don't have 4K ray tracing behind me, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. 1080p will do for today. That's right. We're not super picky. 720, <laughs> I think it is, but you know. <laughs> You've got native ray tracing at 270p. Yeah. I'm old generation back here. My bad, guys. 7FPS. We're good, man. This is what yeah, we're no, we're good. What's my camera doing already, man? What is going on? It's StreamYards. It's uh, it, it is really weird. We were joking that my camera has issues on this, and then I was, I've was i been streaming lately. Same exact setup, literally sitting here. Same PC, cord camera on YouTube, on Twitch local videos and it doesn't do this so i don't know why it does this on this but we'll figure that out that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there mm-hmm. all right so gator welcome to the show man we've got a lot to talk about today guys uh big week in gaming and in fact as we speak dc fandom is going on today so sadly we're going to be probably a few hours ahead of the suicide squad and batman news and we'll talk about that next week but um we've still black got adam. this black adam yeah that's the big. They oh, dropped, they dropped the, the Rock tra- teaser trailer last night, and that's. Oh, I, I didn't see about. it. Yeah, I didn't catch that this morning. Sweet, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's going on as we speak. So if you're tuning into us uh, and you're big into watching that, I appreciate that. Of course, um, we've also got Black Myth Wukong, which uh, took the industry by storm this week. We've got the new Call of Duty Cold War. We've got PS5 launch lineup. And uh, some more delays there. We've got Xbox's new UI, Baldur's Gate 3, Prince of Persia remake, not Porsche. Um, A lot to talk about. So, but first, before we get to all kind of the major topics, and I know, Gator, you're familiar with the show. But first time on the show, we want to uh, chat with you just a little bit about your gaming history. Um, I know that we've talked offline, you know, for quite a while now. And I know you're like us. You fit right in with the season gaming shirt. You've got the classic G.I. Joe shirt. So, you know. Every, everything's working out. Um, I know you go way back like we do, and uh, you talk about that in some of your videos and channel, too. So uh, quickly, why don't you take us through kind of what got you into gaming initially, um, you know, some of your favorite things from your youth as you grew up with it? Well, we got to start off with uh, my great-grandfather who came from Wales. Uh, no, really? Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, oh, I got me all excited. I'll start with like my earliest memories of gaming <laughs> were playing Pong on, and this is going to date me, uh, the Telstar, which was the uh-huh. predecessor to the ColecoVision. Um, and then I remember playing on ColecoVision and Atari, you know, Donkey Kong, Zaxxon, you know, those kind of games. And then Obviously, the Nintendo Entertainment System was the system that I would say that I grew up generational-wise. Um, yep. And uh, and then obviously, I did a lot of PC gaming, playing Doom, Civilization, SimCity, um, Diablo. Um, and then, you know, we're just going to skip past that and go to the present day. I've been playing games <laughs> since then. And all throughout my life, no matter what I've been doing professionally, I, you know, I, I was, I'm a veteran, so I was in the Army for several years. 
Um, and I was the guy who in the barracks had every system, you know, so everyone <laughs> would come to my, my room in the barracks because I would have a PC game, a gaming PC. I would have, you know, a Nintendo 3D or I have a Turbo Graphics. I had everything, you know, so people would, you know, know me. And I, at one time, believe it or not, in the small confines of the barracks, I was stationed in Hawaii. I actually had a arcade box. Um, nice. And I had one of those rigs where, you know, I had multiple games on one box. You know, you could flip yep. the and then you know, go from Miss Pac-Man to like Asteroids, that kind of thing. Nice. So I was, I was always been the gaming guy. And then when I got out of the military and, you know, settled down, had a family of kids, I'm, I'm the dad who has all the games. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just, I'm just super spoiled. Growing up poor as a kid, as I got older and, and had more access to money, I just kind of just spoiled the hell out of myself, basically. And that's in a nutshell. That's my gaming history, so to speak. That is awesome. Um, that is certainly similar to my outside of the military aspect. Uh, my brother's the military guy, but outside of that, the growth from Pong through obviously 8-bit era being the key and uh, not having much money or having many games back then to now, you know, because of that feeling proud to kind of own everything. That's fantastic. That's yeah, yourself, man. You only live once. Yeah, that's what it is. I know Dan's in the same boat too. So like I said, we share. Oh, we know so Dan's spoiled. We see if you follow Dan on Twitter, <laughs> you know Dan is very spoiled. Yeah, he, he buys, Dan <laughs> buys more games than I think anyone I may actually know. And I talk to a lot of people about games. You want to buy no your- moderation, Dan. No moderation. No. <laughs> I bought. I have Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Played it. Finished it. Did everything. Didn't have the DLC. I bought the gold edition of it yesterday on the same console <laughs> <laughs> because it was cheaper than buying the actual season pass. So you're going to get Skyrim when it's released for the smart computer on refrigerator. <laughs> it would be pre-order. Yeah, he has that pre-order with the collector's edition, which comes with the magnets or something. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. You only live once, people. Hashtag meaty. <laughs> the funniest thing is when you tell me, you're like, yeah, I've been playing this. You know, I have 200 hours into this game on Xbox. I just bought it for PlayStation. I'm like. I can't say anything there. I'm totally guilty. I just start playing Path <laughs> Exile on PlayStation after playing it on PC and Xbox. I'm like, oh, let's start a new character on PlayStation. Why not? Oh, like, about you know having to pay another forty dollars to buy Control, you know, again to get all the upgrades and shit. Yeah. But, you know what the hell? I mean, why? Why? Why does it matter? Just <laughs> don't worry. They gave you a, an awesome ex- explanation for that this week. I actually, I actually have. I have it on two systems. <laughs> I don't even have it on one, so you know what? Send me that disc and I'll play it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh no, nope. can't do that, can you? Oh, oh yeah. Happens, you won't be playing anything, but I'll I know, have my discs. And I, I'm the one all about Game Pass and XCloud too, so it, it's really conflicting ideas at this point. <laughs> anyway, chat. What's going on, guys? Good, good to see all the regulars. Uh, happy Saturday to you. Um, Gator, before we move on to the topics, and we actually have a listener question that uh, Gaming Dad sent out to us yesterday as well, we'll touch on. Um, what's your favorite platform of all time if you had to pick one? Oh, man. You know, I'm going to cheat because I'm not going to pick one. I'll pick like three. But, uh, um, I don't know if we can, can we allow that, Dan. Is that allowed? Saturday, fuck. I can sign off, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're asking me to pick three of Okay, I will shotgun blast. I will say, you know, the PlayStation 2 was very influential. The yep. Nintendo Entertainment System was my childhood, yep. and you know, and uh, the Sega Dreamcast was just one of those systems that I just loved all kinds of the little features and the evolutions that it made. 
Yep. So I think those three are the ones that I think of when you ask me that. But if I would have, if I had to pick one in today's present day, it'd obviously be Xbox and PC, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we've heard, we've asked that question of a lot of people now as we've had guests, and we hear Dreamcast a lot. Loved so, it. Just, I loved everything about it when it came out. Obviously, it's, it's dated. It wouldn't stand up today, but at the time, no. that thing was the jam. It was, oh, yeah, it was, it was incredible. fire, man. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I was there day one with a bunch of games. I love that system. Um, it's just crazy to think, right? Because we know what all everyone knows what happened with the Dreamcast and PS2 is basically the system that put its, you know, <laughs> killed it. Um, but it's, it, you know, I think we're inviting the right people to the show when the majority say one of their favorite systems is Dreamcast. <laughs> so we're doing good there. What's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite series of all time? If you had one. Mm, I'm gonna cheat again. Um, <laughs> I mean, what. again, you're I'll asking me. You like, I hate doing that because it's just it, it it's 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 so hard to it pin is it hard. down. Yeah. But as a kid, um, Zelda was my my thing. I loved Zelda. I was one of the I was one of the kids who mailed in a picture to Nintendo Power because I was able to beat the game, the first Zelda, without getting yeah. the sword, which is very hard to do because you can only beat the bosses with arrows or the iron arrows. And I was one of those kids who mailed in a shot of me beating the game without actually going to the old man in the cave and getting the sword. So Zelda was like, wow. that was the game when I was a kid. And then as I got older in my teen years, and then like when I was in the army as a young man, Diablo and all, pretty much all action RPGs were the kind of game that I loved. And as I've gotten older, I, I would say probably, you know, it's tough. I kind of like real-time strategy games like Civilization and like okay. you know, Europe, Europe your analysis those kind of games but basically zelda one point diablo action rpgs and then you know strategy games fantastic nice. zelda or uh, not zelda diablo you're definitely speaking my language arpg hardcore here are you looking forward to wasteland 3 i am i mean i would say if i if you said what what game type of game i have the most time in it's easily the arpg genre i mean i i mean i probably have two thousand hours in marvel heroes rest in peace love that game that was actually uh, a pretty good game yeah I, I played it on all platforms and i mean literally there's easily two thousand hours probably three um diablo oh. i i've played all the diablos easily a thousand hours each and um you know, Path of Exile. Just, I, yes. I'm a complete nerd with that game. I mean, it's you know, APRG with a spreadsheet type of strategy, but yeah, uh, it is. It's, it's my comfort food, so to speak. That's great. Hell, I may need to hit you up because uh, Elu, who's in the chat, so I, I was part of the Path of Exile beta when they first launched it. Supported the game on PC, played hundreds of hours there, and then I played it again on Xbox when it released, and then I just started a new playthrough with a couple friends on Xbox again. So I'm on my kind of third run through that game, but that's a fantastic ARPG. I'm a bit of an apostate. I was a late comer to Path of Exile. I was one of those bastards who were like, ah, Path of Exile's trash, oh. Diablo's king. And you know what? The whole Diablo is uh, coming, you know, the force coming to a mobile yeah. phone near you made me give it a second chance, and I've been hooked since. And, yeah. and I, I'm a fool. I was completely wrong and happy I was wrong, and that game is fantastic. <laughs> it's so it deep. is. It's incredible. And it's free. It is, and it's that's it, it's fantastic. It's so deep. I mean, I my only bone I could gripe is that it, it has some stability issues on console. But you know, the consoles aren't powerful enough to really run it. But uh, outside that, it's it's I think it's such a complete game, and yeah, it's so content rich. It's so huge. So it is so niche. It's I, I, when I talk about Path of Exile near my wife, my wife just rolls her eyes and she's just like, <laughs> "Oh God, please shut up! Stop talking about." 
chaos orbs and exalt orbs. Yep. <laughs> I talked to my oldest son about it, and my wife's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I told Dan to try and get into it, but I think uh, I think it's too I much. No, I looked at the skill tree, and I was like, nope. the passive. That's the passive skill tree. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then we don't even get into how skills are working. I had to tell him that. I was like. I told him, I said, those aren't your skills. That's passives. The skills are based in gems, which are in your reference. And he's like, oh, forget it. We're giving Dan a headache right now. You can tell. <laughs> he's starting to sweat. It's like peak. You know, that's as hard as I can go. And then, and that's, that's, it, you know, and that's, and that, you know, Sorry. ARPGs and it's so much. And I, I was like, man, this isn't bad because it plays well. Right. I was yeah, yeah. playing it. And then as soon as I opened that skill tree, I was like, there is zero chance I have the capacity to, you know, look through every single one of these things. I, I sympathize for you. At my age, oh, at, my at a different generation, I would be the guy coming up with builds, making videos. But now, father, I just go find one of these super nerds on YouTube who make these sweaty builds, and I just copy them. I, I don't <laughs> I do not do any of that theory crafting. I, I totally rely on the Internet to be able to play that game. So I feel you. It's nice to have that nowadays, though, because all oh. the Diablo days, oh, you had yeah. to figure everything out by yourself, and, you know. I mean, we grew up in the age where you, if you did not have a notepad full of your scratchings of That's right. and codes, That's right. You, you, you didn't game. I mean, you had to have that. Every every kid in our generation had one of those things where you go through, like, okay, what did I, how did I do Metal Gear the uh -huh. first one? Where's this room? That kind of thing. And, and now you just, these kids don't know how lucky they have it. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going uh, old school. Uh, all right, so let's. Uh, we did get a listener question, like I said, brought to us by the Gaming Dad, who uh, one of our uh, fans that we talk to regularly on Twitter. So he actually asked us, and it's probably a good time to touch on it before we get into September and all the fall releases start coming. But if we had to talk about game of the year to date uh, and our five favorite games, we're going to do five. I think he said six. I'm like, why would we do six? Um, five favorite games so far of 2020. Oh, um, guys. What would they be? And I know, I think you two both have the same game of the year, so I'll probably be the outlier here. Um, but if you had to talk about kind of your five favorite games so far in 2020, despite what we know is coming, right? Um, what do you got so far? Gator, I'll start with you, man. Well, um, the theme of the, for this episode for me is cheating. So I'm going to mention Cyberpunk 2077. It hasn't came out yet, but let's be real. Even the biggest news would be not it being delayed is it not being game of the year. I mean, I think, you know, just seeing from it, I would be shocked if it wasn't game of the year. But um, another one that I would cheat was Watch Dogs 3. It's another game that I think that yes. would be in a conversation. Now, yes. the other three games that I'll mention that I think are in a game of the year conversation, obviously Ghost of Tsushima, um, obviously. I mean, it's I thought that was your current one, right? It is. It is my yeah. current one. Um, I also throw out Animal Crossing. It's not really that's not really my my taste, but it would be a miss if I didn't mention Animal Crossing and kind of the the cultural storm that is created. And I will actually throw out there, and this is crazy, Fall Guys. Um, I, no, I think it's not crazy. Uh, I think that it should be in the conversation. And those are those are the five that I would I would go to. But your your personal favorite is Ghost, Ghost right? Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah and I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I would say Ghost of Shima easily. Um, and I also would say Last of Us 2. I mean, I know that's a very polarizing game in the community. There's people who yeah. love it and people who absolutely hate it. But I think it would be uh, ignorant to not mention that's in the conversation, obviously. I would suspect 
at least three of the games I mentioned to be in that list. But I, I honestly think Cyberpunk 2077 is going to take it. There's, I just yeah. I cannot phantom that game not just destroying yeah. records and just people just is going nuts when that game comes out. Completely agree. I know Dan and I, I could probably speak for you, Dan. We completely agree with you. Um, Cyberpunk's easily number one for both of us. Um, yeah, I saw Wilmy said something about the camera. I don't know, man. I, this camera, I can't figure it out. It doesn't matter what port I use on this app for whatever reason it flickers i'm sorry about that uh, we'll figure it's it out how sweaty your background is you got too much swag <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and i don't think it's crazy to mention fall guys because look at the impact it's had you know we talked about that a couple weeks ago after launch but i mean it's blown it's blown up the industry i mean you've already got tens of millions of players in a game as small as that that people are loving there's clips of it every day streamers are, top streamers are playing it every day you know, it's it's good it's for the Pokemon Go is what it is. It's it's just it's a <laughs> cultural phenomenon. Everyone's just going nuts about it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So Dan, I know you. Uh, if I remember, I know you have uh, Ghost as your current game of the year as well. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what are what are your other tops at the moment? I mean, if we're going with what has come out, I don't know if I played enough to even have six. Come on now, like like new games. So I mean, I would say that, and then Last of Us Two. Uh, if if I were guessing, I would say probably Doom Eternal is probably on there. I haven't played a whole lot of it. I played some yeah. of it. But Final Fantasy VII Remake is up there too okay. for me. Um, gosh, big year for PS4, man! Hell of a hell of a final year. Nuts. Yeah, um, there were so many other ones that came out, like Ori came out, and you know, oh yeah, Ori. Ori's number one for me. Right, yeah, and it, yeah, for sure, and it's I understand that it's, you know, Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Yeah, Fast and the Furious. Talking about that, they're actually going to get Vin Diesel on stage again to present it yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, Predator Hunting Ground. <laughs> You're unbelievable. I cannot believe you said that. <laughs> Predator Hunting Ground. <laughs> oh no, god, that, that was terrible. But like Minecraft Dungeons was huge. You know when it came out, ground was. You know, it's yeah. still technically in preview, but you know it still had a pretty big impact. Um, we got so much more coming too, and that's the thing. You know, I think the second half of the year is going to be insane. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla too. Fun. We haven't yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, got Valhalla, Cyberpunk. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Watch Dogs because I think that yeah. game is going to. Yeah, Watch people. Dogs Three is going to be. I, it's gonna I, be a monster. I, I think it's going to be amazing. I think yep. it's going to be some stuff that. Uh, not since the uh, what was the system in. Um, the Lord of Rings game, the Nemesis, Nemesis. system. Yeah, I think Watch Dogs Three is doing. They're doing something groundbreaking with the way you have your team members in that game. It's going to kind of be like kind of like the Nemesis system in the sense of how it's going to kind of change game development. I think that's that's just my hot take on that. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, I don't disagree with you. I think um, especially if you read, we have an interview up from the creative director on the site actually from a few weeks ago, and he talks about what the extra development time has allowed them to do with the AI characters. And it's a really impressive thing to read. Um, so I'm super pumped for that game. Easily one of my most anticipated. What do you guys think? I, you know, on the list here on my notes, I have a flight sim too. Flight yeah, sim, flight sim oh, yeah. Yep. You know, one I mean, of those games that changed the scope of what a game can do. Yeah. I would play it more if it didn't make my CPU melt on my PC. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I think that's the only thing holding it back. It's a beautiful game. I mean, and we're, we go back, all of us are in the generation that we go back. We know how, how hardcore flight sim players yeah. are. There's guys who have $4,000 setups in their, in their rooms to play that game. Um, 
Yeah. If, you, if you're lucky enough to be able to play it fully optimized, it's fantastic. I'm close. So this I built mostly for editing. So I built this this year, the CPU, so that the game doesn't even stretch the CPU on mine. It, it, it really pushes the GPU um, up, and that's a 5700 XT. So, I mean, you're getting up there. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's pretty gorgeous and runs well. I can run it in, in ultra-wide at 60 frames locked without issue. Um, I, my computer it, can barely run it. Uh, so <laughs> and I've seen that. I think that's what it's interesting. What they're going to do, and I know Bert talked about this with us a lot, is you know because they Series X, I think they can optimize it fine, and we've actually already heard them talk about optimizing it. But to still try and bring it to old consoles, it's going to be interesting to see what that runs and looks like. Yeah, it's going to be frame locked. It has to be man. There's just no oh, yeah. way. One hundred percent. Yeah. But. Yeah, and Doom Eternal, I think, is on my list too. That's why actually why I put these. That's a good mention. I yeah, that's that's a solid, solid uh, first-person entry. I think it's so underrated. It's yeah, it's just one of those games. Like that we haven't even played. I mean, I haven't played. You know, like Half-Life Alex. You know, I heard so much about that. But it's 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 probably you know it's probably an amazing game. You know, it's definitely one of the highest rated. Yeah, that releases. I mean, that's not my game, but I know some people liked it. I guess what game. Uh, Resident Evil Three remake, yeah, but, yeah. I'm like not. Said, there's there's so much coming that you know. I think the second half, as big as the first half was, the second half is going to be even bigger. You know, and as far as Cyberpunk goes, yeah, number one anticipated game. But I'm going to tell you something, Ghost of Tsushima. You know, I don't know, man. If, I mean, for just for what it was, you know, it, it, you know, because you play a game like like The Last of Us, which I really liked, but also it, you know, I didn't really need that kind of super depressing game at that moment, you know, yeah. 2020, but you know, in cyberpunk comes, you know, it's, it's, it's got, it's got its work to do, I think, you know, and we've seen all this great stuff. We're going to be lucky if it comes out right now, boys, I'm just telling you, everything's getting delayed. If it comes and pushes itself back out of 2020, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be, I mean, we're going to have plenty to play still for sure. But, you know, at that point I'm going to be, you know, go fuck yourself, CDPR. <laughs> let me let me just add on what you just said there, real bit, quick about Ghost of Tsushima. And what I will say that why this game should be recognized, <laughs> at least just be, be nominated, is that the, the conversation about video games being art has been something that's been kicked around for years. Um, uh, God rest his soul, Roger Ebert was one of those proponents who's like, video games cannot be art. But Ghost of Tsushima is to me, if I was to like have a case, like what games are art, that would be Exhibit A. Ghost of Tsushima, it, it, how many photos, uh, screenshots have you seen on social media? Uh, and then the, the Kurosawa mode. And then I think the thing that I think it would maybe give it the edge over Cyberpunk, granted, we, I haven't played it, it's not out yet, is that how complete of a game Ghost of Tsushima is, narratively and just like design-wise. Um, you know, it, it, it's a smaller scope game. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's an open world, but as you know, it's, it's not like open world like an Assassin's Creed game. It doesn't, it's not bloated. And I think that's what I think, I think it makes it so appealing. It's such a nice, complete game. It's not bloated. It's not, it doesn't got this fat that, you know, just been tacked on. And then with this latest add-on, um, I think it just kind of says more to the design philosophy of that game. And it's very rare to see a studio make such a complete game. And I, I got to give it props for that. No, for sure. I think it's a great point. Yeah, it is. Uh, we see a lot of games trying to either do too much or delivering too little at launch. Um, and you're right. It is. They nailed that very, very well. So it, it's 
we've talked about it. For for me, I recognize everything about that. It just didn't hit the same peak as others. But I do really enjoy it. I still need to finish it. Um, and, and can't disagree with anything you said. Um, <laughs> when we said, uh, Dan, you're actually delayed. This was pre-recorded three months ago. <laughs> now the secret's out of the bag. Thanks a lot. <laughs> right, was, thanks thanks for chatting anyway. Spoiling it for people, man. <laughs> and just just a reminder. Garbage. Let's, let's get Dan canceled. We, we've got to keep up with this. We're canceling Dan. So, like one um, days, something's going to come up and it's going to be like, yeah, I'm all behind that because, you know, I did something terrible or something. And it's going to be lies. I'm the perfect person, <laughs> but you know, I don't want to get canceled or me too. If you actually type in Twitter hashtag cancel and D, it comes up. Thanks. <laughs> you know what? That's something you can be proud of, Ains, because we all know you're the one driving that hashtag. <laughs> I've seen you put that hashtag out when it doesn't even have any context. You'll be you like, gotta keep about, it. You gotta keep it alive. You, you gotta talk about the lunch you had today. You'll be. Like, I'll just throw in hashtag cancel Dan for. It's fair. It's both meaty and and cancel Dan. We, yeah. we're it's probably the number one hashtag in Kansas, probably just because of you. I mean, trending, you know, trending in Kansas, cancel <laughs> Dan. <laughs> and also corn, corn, yeah. <laughs> and Mahomes, corn and Mahomes. That's it. That's it. All right, let's <laughs> let's get to uh, let's get to some of the the big topics this week. So we already mentioned uh, DC fandoms going on right now. We'll know more about Suicide Squad and Batman, which is awesome. Uh, I'll obviously be tuning in that later tonight um, as it goes on because I think they're doing like a 24-hour straight thing, right? Like it's from today to tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. They released the Snyder Cut trailer just a little bit ago. So. Really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Check that out. Um, but let's talk about this Black Myth Wukong. Um, Monkey this, King. Yeah, man. This game uh, came out of nowhere, right? Uh, game Science Studio, which is a Chinese developer. Um, and that's part of what I want to touch on with this game, too, is, you know, there's still tons we don't know about it, of course. But I wanted to also touch on the the growth of Chinese game development and what that kind of means for the future of the industry, because this is something people should be paying attention to. Um, but in this game, I think it's just kind of one of the first games that's really struck people and said, wow, you know, this is uh, really, really impressive. So did you guys both get to watch the whole 13 minute gameplay trailer? I did it because I knew it was coming on your guys' show. Um, I obviously watched bits of it before that, and I watched the you know, Young E's reaction to it, and um, you know, it's just wow! Like holy crap! Talking about like having a comet come out of nowhere, and I think the thing that I think blew everyone away is the fidelity of this this sneak peek. I mean, yep. the fidelity was like. Uh, Ghost of Shima and like Last of Us Two fidelity, but then you 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 see to me it looks like a much more robust combat system than both those games. And think about this: when's the last time, besides God of War, have you seen a game with that fidelity and such a robust combat system? And I think that's really why everyone in their core were just like, oh, because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no, it's very true. In fact. Uh it seemed to combine a lot of what we like about certain games, right? Um, so as you just said, kind of God of War, it, it definitely looks to Dan's chagrin, I'm sure. It definitely looks to have Souls elements yes. uh, in combat and the way things are approached. But then it's got this, uh, you know, highly, what looks to be highly kind of artistic, mythical, you know, kind of look. And I'll throw a couple screenshots up real quick if 
if people haven't seen um, some of these things. So this is at the tail end of the trailer. He's like riding a cloud, this dragon serpent's coming up. Um, the other thing that really struck me was the breadth of the environments. Um, you know, they showed an awful lot in this trailer of different aspects and uh, combat scenarios. So super, super impressive. And if you didn't see just this morning, because to your point, Gator, one of the first things that came out is like, is this just rendered? Is this, you know, playable? Yeah. What is this? You know, and they because they had said this is in game and playable. But you know how this goes, right? We've heard it many times before. So the CEO of Game Science Studio posted a video this morning, which um, I think it's Daniel Ahmad just shared of him sitting there playing it, the actual demo live. Um, so definitely fun. playable. Um, you know, they're making the point. So it's just it's really, really impressive to see something have such a strong first impression. Uh, and I loved nearly every aspect of what I saw. Uh, have they said anything about how long this this thing has been in the oven? I mean, that's the thing. We don't know how long this has been in development because, I mean, I would assume two or three years easily, right? But it has to be. Uh, has yeah, to be. Mean, yeah, has to be. Um, but no, I don't think there's any really details about this. IGN talked about it. You know, they had the exclusive, I guess, for the U.S. at least or North American market to kind of talk about it. So they put the video up too. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, to your point, just given it being playable, having the systems it obviously has in it from combat, boss fights, environments. Uh, the audio details are really impressive. Uh, some of the, like I said, the mythical stuff, he transforms into like the, I don't know if that's a beetle or something. And then later in the trailer, if you watch, he's up in the clouds and it's almost like Dynasty Warriors. He's fighting like, you know, like hundreds of people at once and it turns into this huge scenario. It's just... I was yeah. blown away. Blown if away. you know anything about the Monkey King lore, um, my background, believe it or not, I actually have a degree in Chinese history. I don't use it, but it's just Seriously. one of those. Like, yeah, I do from the University wow. of Hawaii. Well, this was good timing to have you on. Yeah. So the, the the Monkey King lore alone is is a fantastic IP. Um, it's just not really trickled into the West, but think of like the, like Monkey King is like probably our Paul Bunyan. It's it's Monkey King is a very big deal in Eastern mythology and culture. And uh, it looks like to me, just from like the trailer, that is definitely honoring and, and being true to the myths and lore of the Monkey King, which yep. makes a fantastic storytelling. It's kind of like it's on the scale of like Lord of the Rings. If you they actually do justice to the Monkey King myth and all the lore that's involved. in. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, I saw and sorry, Dan, um, one more comment real quick. Uh, I did see someone a comment on the video from someone that obviously speaks English because I could read it, but you know, was Chinese and from China originally and said, it's fantastic to start to see some of our culture and our mythological kind of tales being presented in video games, you know? And, and that's kind of what I wanted to touch on too, is the Chinese video game market is growing and growing exponentially. And, you know, the North American market, us here in Japan have kind of been the Titans for 30, 40, 50 years now, right? Um, China is will be one of them if they're technically in terms of revenue, they already are. But in terms yeah. of worldwide presence, um, they're coming and it's going to be part. I think we're going to see more and more of this in the coming years. And that just excites me because it means more games, more developers and more, um, as we saw with this video, it means more um, ideas, right? More things we haven't seen before. So, well, you know, one of the things that we, we probably don't realize is that they've been here 
they've been in the game for a long time. It's just that oh, yeah. we we're just not familiar with a lot of the games. I mean, think about like exactly. we were talking about RPGs or ARPGs earlier. How many big Chinese or Asian RPGs have been released in the last ten years that we don't play that have been have millions of people playing them? Yep. So they've been making games in their market for quite some time. It's just yep. now they're starting to make games that come to our market, and then we're starting to see that. Because I can tell you personally, there's a lot of Korean ARPGs that I wish I could play, but they're coded locked, region locked, yep. and obviously not translated to English. So yep. this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who's been following it. Like Gaming in Asia has been huge, and especially in the Chinese and, and Korean marketplaces. And now we're, we're, we're about to get it because now they're like, hey, it's time to start in, uh, exporting these to the Western part of the world. And uh, it doesn't come to shock to me at all. I mean, it, I think as far as I'm concerned, any competition is good for us as gamers because more competition means it's going to elevate everyone's game and make everyone uh, try harder to compete for our money. 100%. So, Dan, I still have more to say, but I feel like it's Gator and I are just talking. Sorry, Dan. So, no, you're fine. Here's the thing. Don't be souls-like, and it'll be a <laughs> <laughs> literally I have to say about it. <laughs> Yeah, quick, quick breaking news. Batman Gotham Knights 2021 trailer just released. And it's nice. So, All right, chat. You heard it. The Batman game was just unveiled while we're talking live, naturally. Yep. So, it Dan, looks, go ahead and comment on this. I'll see if I can kind of pull some info real quick. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say. I mean, it looks super good. I want to, you know, I want to play it. And as long as it's not like a Souls game, because I have <laughs> zero desire to play another game that just frustrates the hell out of me. I'm with you on that. I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, yeah. just, you know, come on. I have a job. I don't want to play a game that makes you feel like I'm at work. I, it's just, that's just how I see it. I mean, I, I appreciate the people who love Dark Souls and the challenge and, and more power to them, but I'm with you, Dan. At yeah. my age, I want to sit back and I want to feel like God and I want to just destroy shit. So Dark Souls mm -hmm. crushes my soul every time I play it. So respect to Ains for streaming it lately. And uh, yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. Like, you know, you can put a hard mode into a game, but like for me, I, I'm, I want normal and easy. That's, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, I want to enjoy the story through a game, you know, and, and you can't do that when you're constantly getting killed over and over and over again. It just becomes unfun. At a certain point, so it's funny because I'm watching, rewatching uh, the guys that follow RKG, and they're doing a Sekiro playthrough, and he's less no, than no. less than halfway, at least maybe less than a third through the game. He's already died over 200 times. Yeah, um, it's it's a, just a challenging game, but anyway, um, so very cool. Uh, Gotham Knights coming 2021. I just looked at the trailer at the tail end to see if there's any other details. No systems listed, nope. no official date listed. So um, it almost cool. looks like you you get to play as different people as opposed to Batman because you see a lot of Robin, Nightwing, okay. Batwoman, uh, you know, all that stuff. And there's kind of, a, it looks like Bruce Wayne talking in the beginning of it. I cool. mean, I didn't really watch the whole thing, but yeah, I'm going to play this as long as it's not Souls-like. So let's just go with that. I almost kind of hope it is now. Yeah. I really I'm doubt it will be. I mean, no, no, it won't be. <laughs> no way. Um, but back to uh, uh, Black Myth. Um, and to your point, yeah, yeah. In fact, like we already said, from a revenue perspective, an actual just uh, number of gamers playing specific games, the Chinese and Korean markets are already number one in the world. Um, well, a few of those games are the most played games in the world. We just don't hear about them here, to your point, because they're not translated, they're not brought west. Um, but I think, 
you know, given the response here, I, I can almost guarantee we're going to see this game come west, right? And I think it's just a matter of time until the the Chinese developers, and obviously being China, they, there's probably a lot of different financial or legal things that have to be dealt with that I'm unfamiliar with. But um, I think over time, we're going to see more and more of these games hit our market, especially on this side. And I'm just I'm super pumped about it, man. This game... This game is just one of likely many that are going to show us new things uh, from a different perspective, and that's what it's all about. Totally agree. Totally agree. Fantastic. All right. So uh, Batman Gotham Knights 2021. I noticed it didn't say any systems, nothing, nothing else. So they're just keeping it. I guess we'll It'll see. It'll be the Trinity. Who are we kidding, dude? There's no, I mean, unless Microsoft buys Warner Brothers between now and its release. I mean, that could yeah, happen. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I, I don't know if, uh, you know, as we get into 2021 and later 2021, how long they're going to continue to put games on PS4 and Xbox One. Right. It's I mean, be I just want to point out there when we see a release or a trailer for a game and it does not say what systems it's going to be on. That means, I mean, I this is not conspiracy. That means that they're, they're, they're still figuring it out, and that could be because of acquisitions that we're not privy to or conversations or secret negotiations happening. So whenever I see that, to me, it tells me, hmm, okay, well, it either means there's someone negotiating or they're still trying to figure out what system they want to flagship their game on, just kind of like how Avengers, Marvel Avengers recently is pretty much a, a – it's not a PlayStation exclusive, but as you can see, PlayStation has given them money so that all their sure. all their PR is PlayStation oriented. So, you know, yep. I think Warner Brothers is in a weird space right now because, as we all know, we know Microsoft has been in talks to acquire Warner Brothers, and so I, I definitely that's one of the stories, the behind the scenes stories that I'm really curious about is is Microsoft going to bring out that checkbook and and slam it down <laughs> for Batman? I don't yeah. know. I, I, I mean, don't think. It could I'll happen. I'll make a bold I, prediction. My bold prediction is it will happen. I think Microsoft really? is okay. going to buy Warner Brothers Gaming or they're going to form a very long-term exclusive partnership. And I think that's going to be – they're going to weaponize the Batman just like PlayStation has weaponized Spider-Man. It wouldn't – I don't think it would be a, a bad move. I mean, we know how big Spider-Man is. And speaking of which, while we're on Spider-Man, that's one of the games we forgot that's coming out that – depending on how big it is and the experience, right? That could be a contender in a game of the year conversation too, because people loved the Spider-Man from 2018. It was definitely up there. So That was my game of the year for 2018. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people. Um, Dan, I don't know if you were in that same boat. I know I was it was up there. I thought of War was on that one, but it was damn close. Yeah. I literally I I'm joking, played it uh, this week, finished it again, third time through. I'm You're crazy. So stupid. Crazy. I got all the backpacks. I had enough. That's enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're over. <all right. laughs> um, what was I going to say? Okay, so new Call of Duty coming, uh, obviously, in the fall goes without saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is that interesting one because typically this would be Sledgehammer's year and that three-year cycle they do. We heard last year that Sledgehammer's got pulled out. Treyarch was put in. Uh, which really gives Treyarch a limited time frame of development. Um, and we don't know what that looks like, especially now with Warzone being so popular and them confirming that Warzone's not going away even after the new Call of Duty releases. Um, but what's interesting about that, right, is that Call of Duty Modern Warfare is the best-selling, most successful Call of Duty this generation in several several years, um, in a decade, I think they said. Uh, back to Modern Warfare 2. It's basically, it, it yeah. smashed everything except Modern Warfare 2. Except for that, right. 
And yeah. so, but that's a very different time period than what we're seeing out of Call of Duty Cold War, which obviously going to take place late 60s, early 70s, depending on how they set it up. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, no one really knows at this point. We get the full trailer next week, which we'll obviously talk about, but we don't really know uh, what this looks like in terms of campaign. Are they still doing zombies? Uh, they released some image yesterday that kind of had two sides to it, which looked like maybe there's two, two campaigns that are short each. Uh, is it going to have standard multiplayer? Are they just going to keep Modern Warfare multiplayer and Warzone with campaign and zombies? But regardless, we now know that next Friday, I think it is, or next Thursday, we're going to get the full trailer for Call of Duty Cold War. And then if nothing else, it's always interesting to see what Call of Duty's doing because it is the biggest game pretty much every year. Yeah, one of them, yeah. I mean, I will, I will say this. Seeing the news about how the campaign could be taking from like a protagonist, antagonist uh, perspective, yep. it made me immediately think of The Last of Us 2. And it was like, did Last of Us 2 secretly mm -hmm. create, well, not, and I guess not secretly, create a trend where developers now go, hey, you know what's a really good way to do a narrative is to do it from a protagonist, antagonist kind of point of view. You know, have it flip. And then is that a trend that we're going to start seeing in gaming? Um, and nothing's been confirmed, obviously, like you said, but to me, it looks like it's pretty obvious. The circumstance as evidence is there that the, the campaign for this game is going to give you two sides and you're going to be able to play both sides. So I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. It looks awesome. It does. It does. <laughs> Here's the thing with Call of Duty. It's always, you know, fun to play a nice single player game and have a good, you know, campaign. But, you know, they, they've gotten so far away from that kind of thing and you know I, if it doesn't have multiplayer fantastic i don't care because i won't ever play it but you know this is basically looks like they're going back towards like the black ops stuff the you know cold war obviously two different campaign perspectives it's got to be pretty different like really really different i want to see two full campaigns if this yeah, is di different two, locations different right. missions yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they should be able to, you know, they're all supposed to be working together, I guess, you know, in some kind of form or fashion, you know, under Activision. So, I mean, I, I, Call of Duty is just, it's one of those games that, you know, I enjoy every once in a while. And once the campaign's done, I'm done with it. Or I'll play like two missions in multiplayer and I'll be like, yeah, now I remember why I don't play multiplayer games. <laughs> because it's because you suck at it. That's why. That's exactly <laughs> it. There's no hiding anything. Dan, Dan, real quick, let me get your thoughts on team games in Fall Guys. Yeah, that's gonna suck a fat dick. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, here's the thing: yeah, that whole I, I haven't played that since. No, no, then. I was kidding. I was I kidding. Played Fall Guys. You're giving him PTSD, <laughs> man. Stop. Yeah. God, His man. brain looks like my camera right now. It's so. Oh, bad. I just want to point out what Phasma said about your camera. I, I, I know, so I know. I didn't want to interrupt Dan. That's why I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at you, Dan. I was laughing at this comment. Oh, good. It's it's not that bad, is it? We're not trying to scramble, you know. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know how we got into retro Ains porn, but you know, here we are. That's, Yikes! Uh, yeah, nope. I'm not here for that. I don't even want to watch it. So moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave that one in the you know <laughs> wherever it lies. Dirty, dirty mind, phasma, shame. <laughs> That was Channel 99, by the way, and if you slightly... No, never mind. Never mind. We'll leave it alone. Skinamax, man. That's got a monthly premium I was poor, man. We didn't have Skinamax. No, well. I was on that cable box. <laughs> you didn't grow up in the 80s if you didn't you know, switch back and forth between the Squibbly channel over and over again just so you could get a glimpse. 
glimpse, glimpse of a nipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Where have we yeah. gone with this? This is the thing people have to realize how men go. You know, it's like, oh, it doesn't take much, much. And then you get to like this point up here where you're like, oh, yeah, I got to really have some kind of deep thing. And then like that immediately like drops off when you hit like 30 and you're just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, hey, did I just see like a, yeah, like a panty line? That's all you need to see at that point. <laughs> you know, and then you're, and then you're good. That's how we are, man. This is Stop revealing our secrets, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about this in the men's club. It much, ladies. Come on. Yeah, so. definitely overthinking it. Um, so let's start <laughs> moving on to PlayStation 5. Um, we heard this week that Death Loop, which is sad to me, uh, is delayed to 2021. This is the game from Arcane, who made um, Dishonored and uh, Prey, my favorite game of 2021. 17, I think it was. Beautiful uh, combat systems in those games. Yeah, fantastic. Amazing uh, traversal and level design. I could get into it. But I love Arcane Games, um, Bethesda Game Studios, not uh, not Softwork Studios. This was going to be a PS5 launch title. Actually, the one PS5 launch title I was super excited for, it's now delayed. Um, and I know we talked last week about how thin we think these launch lineups are already. And then we got this delay as well. Uh, after Halos, obviously, being the biggest delay. Um, but with that, we did hear from, and, and it's not going to surprise you that this was the senior VP of marketing, um, that PlayStation has the most, uh, where is the comments here? Let me find it. So he said, um, here's a quote from uh, Eric Lempel, who's senior VP, like I said, head of global marketing. Um, he was talking about the challenges of still launching this year, though he did confirm that we are, PS5 is still launching this year. Um, because they released that new ad this week. He said, it's a massive challenge on every front, not just for parts of the organization that I oversee, but for all parts. The nice thing is we are pulling it together. We will launch this year. That will happen. And from my end, we will absolutely make sure that we bring all the magic and all the excitement of launches that we have had in the past. And he's got a lot more in here. You can find it on our site if you want to. But he basically came out and said, this is the most exciting lineup of games in PlayStation history, launch history. Um Personally, I don't know what the hell he means by that. Yeah. Because now, if the funny thing is, if you go back to look at launches for PlayStation in specifically, they're fantastic consoles. We we could talk about the history of PlayStation forever. Um, but most most of the four have started kind of slow. PlayStation Four didn't really hit its stride until quite a while after launch. It was similar with PlayStation Three, um, but still, you know, you look at systems like ps2 crushed it you know ps1 battle arena toshin Den. i'll bring up again of course because you have to you've got games like ridge racer which kind of set the industry ablaze looking at what ps5 has shown unless they still have stuff to show that is launching in two months um i don't see a whole lot of what they mean here by the best launch lineup in history well i mean we haven't seen anything really yet i mean we saw basically <laughs> two games you got bug snacks. one of them yeah right now we're talking. All right, so <laughs> listen here. I mean, that's going to, number one, just put everything else to shame. You know, assuming we don't even know if it's actually launching as a launch title yet, but, you know. No, and Kina, yeah. even remember last week we talked yeah. about Kina, everyone talked, the developer even came out and said, we haven't confirmed this is a launch title yet. Right. I don't think it's going to be. I, yeah. I think it, yeah. I don't think it'll be ready. Uh, it's, a, it's actually, it looks like a QC game. But, you know, when you go into the meat of it, it's so ambitious. So I'd be surprised if it, it looks actually like this title. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, they get, they they have to have something else up their sleeve. I, and I, I hope they do, and I hope. Xbox oh, I think I think the Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be a launch, and that's because oh, it's sure. based on it's it's the engine and the framework is based off the the previous Spider-Man game, yeah. which is why we had that whole you know controversy is it a, is it an extension or dlc or is it a, its own pilot game well i mean it's basically the same template that ubisoft does with all their games as we all know they they copy and paste <laughs> their their foundation work and their their asset infrastructure and then they they put another ip or another you know art style on top of it and i, I mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean it's not like that spider-man game wasn't fantastic and then putting miles morales in that new york city and with new assets and new missions and stuff but that's why i feel confident that's going to be a launch title because i mean they probably did bake in that since you know last year once the spider-man was released i think that's where they put all their energy to uh, to make that happen feels like yeah i'm okay with that yeah 100 yeah i mean dude it's not a bold prediction miles morales will be a, a launch yeah title. and that's yeah. the title that you know regardless if even if it's a slightly smaller game or like we've talked like a lost legacy style game still gonna sell like bonkers still gonna sell systems so yeah. I agree with you that PlayStation launches it's the but that, only the sad, game right now. Well, that's the sad thing yeah, for me. I was pointing yeah. out, tagging on what Dan said. Outside that, name another one that we are we're certain on. There, well, that's my a... problem, right? I, I'm not interested in Spider-Man. Deathloop was the game I was buying. Yeah, I, I follow you. The you've been you've been you've had a boner for Deathloop. So I yeah, and I agree. I mean, you're the one turned me on to it. I kind of was sleeping on it, but then you've been talking about it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Deathloop is legit. I want to play that game. And that's it's a major disappointment. I, I you know, I I kind of thought it was in the oven long enough to see that it's delayed makes me go, hmm, maybe it wasn't in the oven that long. I just think yeah. it's the nature of the industry this year with the the work at home and everything going on. I don't think it's the last delay we see either. I think we're gonna continue to see delays for sure. Yeah, I think that's the thing that people keep forgetting that like the video game industry is not immune to the pandemic and the way it's like caused, you know, lag in the workflow. A lot of these studios got people working from home. And you know, that obviously is gonna affect their bottom line and their their deadlines and their their objectives of getting things out in time. So I think we kind of forget that. Like we kind of like the game industry is not immune to all this shit that's going on that we're dealing with. So they're dealing with the same thing. And so the last thing they want to do is put out a product unfinished and not make the the, the mass the, the major majority of money they plan on it making. So it's safer to delay it than to put it out, you know, undercooked. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah anyway i mean he seems confident obviously he's a marketing vp that's what that's his job so that's good yeah. i do hope that um because we've heard the same from series x or from xbox to a degree and i just hope that uh there's something behind these statements that there are at least a few games um that we haven't seen that are coming this fall now with all that said and dan and i have been talking about this a lot we have cyberpunk we have valhalla we have watchdogs um, I told Dan, I said, just between those three games, you're for me, I'm looking at over 500 hours. It's like, the, you know, I'm not yeah. even going to have enough time to play those three games, never mind yeah. anything else. So it's okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't change my purchasing decision. But it I mean, just, if those three games doesn't sustain you, then I don't, then you obviously play video games while you're on the toilet. That's that's the point. <laughs> that those, those games are serious time sinks man you're absolutely right like if, you, if that doesn't sustain you i don't know what will yeah bad bit what's up man he says stop what y'all are doing gotham knights looks sick we actually just touched on that um and don't tell people to stop watching us that's not cool why put it up there 
(laughs) (laughs) Because we're we're equal opportunity here. We actually already said for people to go check it out. So I pulled it up real quick. But I don't even think Batman's in it. It looks like a co-op ARPG, maybe? Yeah. Did you say ARPG? Maybe. Oh, is there there loot? That's the, I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, Dude, I would like, love a DC Comics Universe ARPG. Holy crap. Dude. <laughs> I mean, we, need, we need we need that and then we also need, you know, Avengers and it looks like Suicide Squad's the same thing. So, god damn it. I want a Lord of the Rings ARPG. Just put that out of the universe. I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, cancel man. I mean, I worry, man. I mean, are single player games starting to just die off? I mean, really all this crap is just coming out everything's got to be multiplayer or co-op or have some kind of loot system what's your money your your game of the year is ghost of tsushima we just said that was the perfect single player game kind of right where's all the other ones aside from cyberpunk well you got last of us you got doom eternal multiplayer co-op with ghost of tsushima well wait every every game we just talked about being game of the year well not every game but most games think about we just said we just said ghost last of us ori doom flight sim those are all single player games calm down avengers a little bit of a break but if you're gonna, if DC is gonna release two games that are both ARPGs, they could suck a big fatty. All right, I mean, come on, man, just give me a nice single-player game that's got like Arkham Knight was a great game. I love that one. Um, but uh, yeah, should we move to Anthem 2.0? Would that help? Yeah, let's do Anthem. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> See, right. I, you know, you mentioned this. So I just want to get this quip in there. You mentioned Anthem, and like I finally got some hours into the the Marvel Avengers beta, and I gotta tell you, man, it feels like Anthem 2.0 to me. It feels that's so what Dan said. Dan said. I mean, it, it looks really great. The fidelity is fantastic. And uh, <laughs> by the way, Marvel is my favorite IP. Well, actually, technically, it's behind GI Joe. GI Joe is my number one IP, but but. It does. It feels so soulless. It's like it's like Anthem all over for me. I remember I was actually a guy who got to play the alpha Anthem. I was I actually had to do, you know, the NDA and all that. Yeah. And I knew from day one that game was probably the most produced soulless game ever made, <laughs> meaning that it looked beautiful. It had talented artists working on it. But the, the game at the core, it just had no soul. And you just didn't have that gameplay loop that makes you want to keep playing it. And I, I felt that last night playing the beta for the first time. I played about four hours of it. And there was parts where I liked, but then I, when he got to the core game, I was like, oh no, they fucked this up, man. <laughs> I mean, I probably will still buy it. I'm a disclaimer, I'll buy it because I'm a game fan, but man, it just, it's like a missed opportunity. How do you fuck this up? How do you not make it such a big tentpole game and you don't give it the soul it needs? And it just, God, it's so frustrating to see an IP like that, just not have a soul. It's It's kind of what we worried about, right? Because we were wondering what was taking so long. We were, we were, we said ahead of time, they're probably trying to do too many things. We were talking about Ghost of Tsushima having a distinct design methodology, right? Here's the game we're creating. Here's the total package. And it feels like with Avengers, from what I've heard, I haven't played it, but from what everyone is saying, it feels like, and based on the timeline and crystal dynamics and the conversations, it feels like they tried to add things from like 20 different areas and the package just didn't come together. Let me add one more thing. I just want to share this thought to people like I'm playing it. And as I don't know, being a Marvel fan, 
it's so immersion breaking to have like I don't know Captain America throw his shield at an MP like a, a, a enemy that has a shield and have your shield bounce off their shield. I understand that like you kind of <laughs> have to have difficulty for things, but I'm sorry, but Captain America should be just blasting these like NPC, you know, these mobs, and then you got Hulk who is basically invincible in this world, and he's getting stunned by like some trash mob like i feel like after i throw the first trash mob the rest of the mob guys should be like dude i don't even like these guys i'm out of here but it's just it's so immersion breaking for me you can't put a game with captain american hawk and they like seem feeble and it's just i get it you got to have a loot system you want to monetize the hell out of it because you probably paid a fortune for the ip but i'm sorry hawk should just be able to destroy everything make him a real-time event make him like a, a assist guy that can come in but i'm sorry but Hulk getting chain stunned just breaks the whole immersion for me. It's like, what the hell? Like, this the Hulk does not get stunned by some little buffoon. But rant off. I'm done. I, I won't take any more of your time. I'm sorry. I just had to get that out. Thank you for hearing me. I'm smiling because um, I do find it funny because you can always tell the the hardcore comic guys, right? Um, which you obviously are. And um, there's not no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it, it it's hard, right? Because you. you you know your whole life that you've loved these characters and read about them and all these other things. And then you, you see them represented in a game you're really excited for. And it doesn't, they have to somehow figure out how to do these game mechanics with this other mythology. And it doesn't come together in the way you want it to. And it's disappointing. So I get it. I get Trash. it. I can't see it. Fastback got the right with his so, last comment there. I, yeah. Fastback, the last comment by Fastback OG. He's, it's almost he's like Avengers. Uh oh. Oh, it's part of the Disney cash grab. Yeah, I mean, yep. I mean, mm. I would too. If I was them, I'd be doing the same thing. So I can't really blame them. Like you know, you want to, you don't want to leave any money on the table, but it's unfortunate. I mean, it yeah, is what it is. So Dan, just for you, I, I'd like to introduce a new hashtag this week uh, mm. that will maybe help in this conversation about single player games, everything else. So going forward, I found the solution. It is make it a Souls like. <laughs> Yep. Uh, souls like. Yeah. I am going to torture you with yes. that. Yes. We, we, this is our new hashtag. <laughs> we haven't been able to cancel Dan. We'll keep at it. But from now on, when we're talking about disappointment in games and how they could be better, let's go with hashtag make it a souls like. That's going to make it so much easier to talk shit to Dan now. This <laughs> oh, so bad. All right. Oh, man. Pompa, what's happening, man? Good to see you. Um, where are we at, guys? Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Next box. Xbox, see you UI. Okay. Yeah. Let's real quick. I figured we could touch on this because Dan, I know you and I talked about it. So if you if you haven't seen this, uh, the insiders are testing out the new Xbox Store, which is part of kind of the UI okay. refresh. You are as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I used to be an alpha guy, and then I had issues, so I, I backed out. You know, to the Delta or whatever the hell it's called. But they introduced this this week, and basically, you know, they're refreshing everything. Um, a lot of kind of key components here, and obviously being how Game Pass and xCloud and Windows 10 and everything is kind of all-inclusive on the Xbox ecosystem now. Um, they're letting people experience the store, but kind of refreshing the whole UI in the same vein. And I tell you, you know, Gator, we'll get your thoughts, but and, and Dan as well, but everything I've heard about this uh, has been extremely positive, which is pretty rare because anytime you see these UI changes, it's like some people like it, some people don't like it. There's a lot of things they would like to see differently. I've only 
almost exclusively heard positives here that it's very fast it's very organized it looks a lot better um like they nailed it from what i hear what do you guys about to make your 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 face group so it was doing fine and i told you it was really really fast i had no problems with it yesterday yep. um browsing through the store it had to be rebooted probably four or five times it was almost like every 10 seconds it just stopped and then I need to do like a fresh, it might be a bug in the system. I was going to say that's part of being yeah. alpha though. And, yeah. Otherwise it's fantastic. And then you need to kind of move it over to, you know, everything else. That's my biggest gripe with the Xbox is always been it's UI is garbage. I, I, it's terrible. I mean, it's Disagree. so slow, so slow. You know, Disagree. I mean, people, people make fun of the, the switch and there ain't, shit on there but guess what you can just go to your game and play it and then that's it that's all you can do that's all you need to do that's what it's there for <laughs> you know playstation no. kind of the same way you know what i organize everything it's all in four folders and i go i never had an issue now there's other issues on playstation like downloading games takes eight years so it's but, it's, it's funny you bring this up because we we've heard that for years um can't stand it can't stand it about I got PS4. 10 you're ready for me. Okay, <laughs> about PS4's UI, but I have a story because, so I play Xbox in a party almost every day. Um, Elu and I play, who's in the chat, we play a lot of Rocket League, little things like that, right? Yeah. I can be in a party with a friend in like three seconds flat yep. on Xbox. That's what Excel, that's what Xbox sells out. X, party's launched, done. We went to put put a party together for Fall Guys the other day and invite oh. each other to the game. On Dan PS4. and I had that problem oh, too. Same issue. I was like, "This is what I'm talking about." That's that's the only thing, Dan, that annoys me. I agree with some of the slowness, especially some of the early Xbox One UIs. We right, mm -hmm. they've been revising it, and I agree with some of the stuff that happens completely. Um, but there there are a lot of things that it does really well nowadays, and that other we're not even going to talk about the Switch. I'm not wasting time. But like on the PS4, there's other aspects that just they don't work as well. And I, I always hear the PS4 UI is so good. No, it's not. It's not that it good. So and better. it's missing a ton of features too. I let me tell you, let me tell you real quick why this is. Okay, so PlayStation's so the things that PlayStation do right is because they make their hardware first and then they make software for that hardware. And as you know, Xbox being Microsoft, they 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 use Windows as the foundation. But here's the good news with this latest push out it's very obvious that they are now realizing like we need to make the software more specialized for the Xbox. And they're trying because if you think back to like the Xbox 360 and obviously the other Xboxes, they were always taking Windows, the platform and and, and rehousing it for the Xbox. But what we're now seeing with the Xbox One and the Xbox One X, and then obviously the next generation, they, they're realizing that it, it makes more sense to make software that's more personalized for the Xbox so it'll, it'll function better. And with that said, I kind of, I'll give PlayStation this. One of the things I like about PlayStation is that when you are playing a game and you put it in rest mode, like if I got to go to dinner, wife's like, hey, dinner's ready. Come downstairs. Time to eat, whatever. I put it in rest mode. I go down, eat, come back up. I fire back up. It literally takes right off wherever I left off in the game. It doesn't matter if it's an online game or not. True. Why does Xbox not have that feature yet? But to your point, yeah, they their their party chat is absolute. Oh, yeah. PlayStation. It is like 
that's where they get wrong there. And that's what Xbox gets right, which is Xbox strength is multiplayer. If you ask me, their multiplayer connectivity on Xbox is by far the, the, is the king. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I would prefer Xbox's uh, UI and software better than Sony's, even though Sony does excel in certain things. Microsoft kicks ass in that. But my experience with, like what you said, Dan, is the same experience I have with you. When I first fired up this new, on, on the Alpha and the Insider, it, it's, everything seemed really clean. The aesthetic is clean. And oh, the yeah. mobile version of it, that's where it really shines, which I think they're, if you know, like they're trying to transition to this cloud gaming, so they got to get that mobile component clean. They did it. They, it aesthetically, it's, it's beautiful. But what Dan said is that they're still working out the kinks of some of the load times. When you get in the store, you can get these really bad hitches. And what happens is, like Dan will testify, is you, you turn the page and it goes, eh, and then crash. Yeah. So yeah, they're working that out. But as far as the aesthetic, man, it's real clean. It looks really good. It's, nice. it's so much better. You know, when, to your point, Ains, I mean, I, I totally understand. Like, I agree with you. The chat function on Xbox, 100% better. Ugh. You know, Here's the thing, I don't ever use it. So <laughs> I play by myself mostly, you know, and if you invite me to a party, you know, and, and the same kind of goes for, you know, my PlayStation, I never use it. So I can care less about those kind of features. You know, yep. what I want is quick access to my games. That's what, that's one of the biggest things I'm excited about for this next gen is being able to go boom, I'm playing, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed. I want to play Cyberpunk. Yeah. Boom! I'm playing. You can have five games running on five Series X games at once. That's what I want to see. I want to see that speed get me to where I need to be. Don't take away, you know, precious minutes of my life. And you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't need this. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't know how long, you know, between all these systems that I've waited in in loading games and stuff. You're probably talking days, days that you. Oh, waited. easily, I'll yeah, over our lifetime. Years. Yeah, over a lifetime. Oh my god. You know, I can't deal with this shit. It took us 15 minutes to work out Fall Guys the other God, night. God, it was so bad. That was so Oh, no, bad. we were having the same problem. We played with some of the people in chat. We played four players the other night, and it was like, all right, how do I get the party? And then let me just hit a button and invite everyone to the game. Nope, can't do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's my so God, annoying. this is driving me crazy. Uh, let me ask this, Dan. If From a UI perspective, mm -hmm. would it help if we made it a Souls-like? Yes. Okay. Because yep. then I would just throw it in the fucking trash. <laughs> That's what we're gonna have. All right. In the bushes. As the arm in the bushes. Uh oh. I haven't used that picture in a while. I don't even know. What yeah, don't is. hold back, Dan. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> That's for the rant time. I got a Yeah, nap. okay. We'll save that for the rant time. Um so let's talk about uh Prince of Persia. We don't have to touch too much on this, but I figured we'd mention it, right? Prince of Persia remake has leaked. Um, this was put up by a store. Seems like everything leaks from stores nowadays, which I find hilarious. But here's the listing officially. So um, this is obviously, and I forget what, Guatemala, I think it was. But, uh, you know, Prince of Persia is one of those Ubisoft IPs that has been uh, gone for a while now. People have been wanting to see this come back. And I think Jason Schreier commented on this afterwards. So I think it's, uh, you know, 99% valid. This is obviously a real thing. So maybe this is one of those games we see at Ubi Forward in this next showcase they do. Uh, and one of the games coming maybe fall or early spring in that launch window, like we were talking about earlier, that we don't know about yet. Well, let me just jump in. You know, everyone keeps saying this is a franchise they forgot about. Like, they basically announced February of this earlier this year that they were doing a VR special of Prince of Persia called The Dagger of Time. Yes. It hasn't come out yet. So pretending like that this was a... a 
IP that they forgot about is disingenuous. That they definitely did not forget about it, and they have obviously been working on this remake for a couple of years. They just didn't wasn't ready to announce it. And I would go to say that they they it's just like Splinter Cell. They got they're working on that too. They just don't got anything <laughs> to sell us yet, and they're not going to until they're they're sure on it. So they yeah. never forgot about it. It's just that. You know, look at Ubisoft. I mean, they've they've delayed. They just they delay so many things, and they got so many things working. And then this pandemic hits; it really slows them down. So it it wasn't. It's only a matter of time before we get a Prince of Persia game and a Splinter Cell game. A matter of that matter of fact. So I mean, we'll it was coming. We'll see if Dan wants to comment on Splinter Cell at all. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, are you interested in Prince of Persia at all? It looks like it, some of the stuff looked VR like. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought. Well, there there is awesome. to Gator's point. There is a Prince oh, yeah. of Persia VR game coming too, but Maybe this looks like a remake know. of Sands of Time or one of those more modern Prince of Persia games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nah. The VR thing is a kind of like an amusement park theme thing because there's three VR games. I don't, I can't remember the third one. There's one that's based off the Assassin's Creed Odyssey universe. Then there's obviously the Prince of Persia one, and there's another one that I, I my memory, I can't remember. And I think those are going to kind of be more of a, they're like, um, what they're called, uh, those rooms that you go in and you got to like four escape people room. escape room. Thank you. They're they're escape room experiences, um, yeah. and that's what that is all about. And so it's it's not quite the same as a, a, a standalone game, but they, those are in the work. And I think they only get they were supposed all those that the whole experience thing was supposed to escape room thing was supposed to come out this spring. Obviously, that did not happen, and I think that's because of the uh, pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. yeah, well, so we'll see what it looks like. I'm interested. Um, you know, obviously, we need to see it. Uh, yeah. The UB Ford event was supposed to be in August. Uh, they haven't announced it, so I'm assuming that got pushed to September as well. But, you know, as we talked about on the last UB event, um, you know, pretty much everything they showed was what was expected. So I'm hoping they have some kind of new stuff like this to show in the next one. We'll see. Um, let's talk Baldur's Gate real quick. So we got the news this week about Baldur's Gate 3, early access. They gave us finally gave us the details. Um, super interested in this one. And uh, while we're talking about it, I'll obviously pull up the details. But uh, I do know off the top of my head that this is a, um, they said that the early access is about 25 hours, give or take, uh, worth of story content. It is act one of the game. There's going to be six classes that you can play. Um, but they are truly treating this like early access. This is not going to be uh, where it's like a, a beta or demo of the game and it's already done. They're actually going to be taking feedback from players, making changes that they said that the game will be different at launch than this early access because they're going to, they're still modifying things. So, um, but regardless, this comes out September 30th. The link is up on steam if you're interested in this now. And, uh, you know, I think for me personally, this is not only one I'm really excited about and, and anticipating, but it's one that, uh, given the time frame, if I look at release schedule right now with uh, Valhalla and Cyberpunk being November and Watch Dogs being the end of October, uh, I think I'm definitely jumping into this in late September and we'll have a few weeks without any other games maybe interfering with it. Do you, what, do you, what do you think on Baldur's Gate, Gator? Are you interested in these? Well, I mean, for people watching, I actually know a lot about this game. If you didn't know, Baldur's Gate 1 came out in 1998. It was made by Bioware. And then, as you know, it was eventually moved to Black Isle Studios and then several other business changes before it went to Wizards of the Coast. And now we see this current incarnation. 
Um, and I also want to point out this game was initially slated to come out in August. It was delayed, yep. which was good news because that meant like, hey, these guys were paying attention to the, 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 the way the wind was blowing. They felt like, hey, it wasn't ready. So they delayed it by a month. Um, and that was to me, told me right there, this was a game that I wanted to pay attention to. When I saw that initial delay, I was like, OK, so they're not they're not rushing us out. They want to get a good quality product. Um, and as an IP, Baller's Gate has a special place for me. It's one of the few games I managed to get my wife to play with me on. And so it's always been special to me because, as you know, it's got kind of an ARPG feel to yeah. it. Not quite an ARPG, but it, it got that kind of feel in it. And it has a very, very good narrative. And I've always been a fan of the Forgotten Realms part of the yep. D&D world. Um, and so I'm really excited about it because, again, that delay, I it, to me, what I, why I'm stressing delay, when I hear a delay, to me, that tells me, they, they're they're passionate about their game you know every game company is not a charity they're about making money but when they delay a game tell me it tells me that, like okay they're making the mature decision of like hey we don't want to put this thing out undercooked and to me that's always a good sign and the fact they did that and then the news which well, they and they delayed early access like yeah and then, like right. and then the way they're structuring early access and then that release in the statement they had with this announcement like hey just so you know you play this early access, we're going to collect as much data as we can, and we're going to make adjustments before the official launch. So that's actually just super positive. It makes me very excited for this game. Yep. Baldur's Gate 3, baby. I'll be playing it. All so, over it. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. On my Stadia. Nah, just joking. I <laughs> it's actually funny because if you read their statement, you can find it on our site, the whole thing. But it says, uh, you know, they actually, one of the first questions they answer is, will I enjoy early access? And it, their literal first statement is, you should not buy Baldur's Gate 3 in early access if you want a polished experience. Yes. Early access gives you a chance at an early taste of what the gameplay will be like, but we still have a lot of work ahead of us. Uh, while we did our best to remove the most annoying bugs and optimize the game as much as we could, there's still plenty of issues and it will take time to fix them. Uh, this is really for people who want to participate in community feedback. So I, I actually love hearing that. Uh, they're very yeah. transparent about it. They're very open about it. Um, you know, it, be a part of the community and help the game development if you want to, but be prepared for what that means. Don't go into this. So what do you think IGN's review score is going to be? Yeah, two. Seven out of ten. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> two. IGN is full of fucking cowards. They're all cowards <laughs> at IGN. And they are. And I, I'm a guest on the show, so I'll just say whatever the hell I want. IGN <laughs> I, is I cowards. They're all cowards. So any game that they don't want to take a chance on is a seven out of ten because they're a bunch of cowards. Hilarious. Hilarious. All right. Yes, what he said, seven point eight. Uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He's right. It's a seven point eight because that's the most <laughs> milk toast bullshit safe <laughs> review you can give any game. And that's what they do. Uh, milk toast. That's Love it. Love it. It's fair. Uh, that's been a running joke. And while, while we're yelling about uh, this stuff, we we gotta we gotta. An announcement from 505 Games this week about Remedies, you know, upgrade, and really they just made it worse. So we're going to bring this back out. Just stop it. Well, what, whatever you guys are doing over there at 505 and Remedy, I don't know what you're doing, but stop it. Just stop. Ridiculous. You're making it worse. No one's try stand effect, man. You yeah, know, I, maybe maybe someone told him like, hey, all coverage is good coverage. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's, it's definitely not. Not. <laughs> not in the gaming industry. It's not. No. Uh, ask, well, ask, ask Xbox in 2013. 
It's a very cool game, and it has some really good mechanics. And then they got to fuck it up with this bad PR they're doing. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, you said, to, you know, bad press. I said, uh, ask Xbox from 2013. All press is not good press. <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah, I terrible, man. I mean, I, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. The, you know, the, their statement was so loaded with nonsense. Um, I don't I, I have no idea who approved that to go out. I got I got a uh, I have an insider take. The the original press release just said we like money. And then they had it, had it reworked to what the version you see now. It was just simply we like money. So we like money would have saved me some time. Yeah. At least it's short and honest. You know, <laughs> the biggest thing for me is, is is the blockers. They call you know whatever. That's that's, that's what I mean. Absolute yeah. bullshit. What I want to know first of all, what system version of the game that is causing this issue where they can't just give you an upgrade? There's got to be a version of it. I don't know if it had something to do with like the exclusivity on the Epic Game Store or you know some kind of thing they entered you know in a contract with them like hey we're going to do this but we're also because no, this. this is only we're only talking about PS. PS and Xbox, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I just I don't know where, what the blocker is. There, there isn't you one, know? right? Maybe we it's, like money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kidding, man. I, 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 I don't. Brokers and cocaine is free, Dan. That's true. Yeah, that that one dude. What's his name? Sam, whatever his name is. Like, yeah, yeah, same. Look. Yeah, he does look like super. Super drugged out all the time. He's really, really thin, like a method. So, you know, that might be it too. I mean, I don't know. I, I love Remedy. I love their games. I love, you know, playing. It, it, Control yeah. was really, really good. It was one of my favorite yeah. games. And I was going to say, we gave it like a nine. We reviewed it for us. I gave it a nine, right? And the yeah. game. It was a, it's a phenomenal, underrated game that, like, in a weird way, it's overrated and underrated at the same time. But, like, it's underrated in the sense that, like, I don't think enough people played it. Uh, underappreciated. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. You're, you're right. It's underappreciated, and uh, it just is now just even less. Uh, but, that's, you know. the pro- that's the problem. Because if they would have come out and said that it's a free upgrade and we're doing X, Y, and Z, I've told you before, Dan. This is a game I want to go back and play. Yeah. I would have been like, fantastic. This is one I can pick up on my Series X or PS Five. Like they would've wouldn't sell it. any more units with that. They would. You would sell more units by just absolutely. Doing that. I don't. It's just. I don't know. It's just these decisions sometimes, like. Nope. It's it, to me. It just speaks of lawyer speak. You know, this was some corporate guy at the desk was like, "Hey, you know, revenues down. We can make more money. Let's just put out this big corporate speak message because people are unhappy." And it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. They have been better off by not saying anything. But I'm with Spook here. I think it, I would have respected them more if they said, "Hey, look, you know, we just did, we didn't think we. If they would have said we didn't think we really made enough money, and so we we needed to recoup our costs, I would have respected that more. Because then at least they'd be honest. And I mean, I think I'd be like, okay, you know what? I want to support your studio. I'll buy it again. But they yeah. didn't. They try to split the baby, so to speak. Well, and the annoying thing, and not to get too corporate here, right? But I, my career's in corporate structure. I deal with ROIs and all these things of long-term planning and development. One of the things you can't measure here is the impact on what we would call customer experience, right? So now, when you put those numbers on a sheet together and you say, we can make five million more if we do this and put an ultimate edition because more people will buy it, which is exactly what they did. Um, There, You don't factor financially the reputation hit you've just taken and people who next time you Remedy releases a game, they're going to say, yeah, remember that whole control debacle? I'm not buying that shit on day one. 
Um, and that doesn't show up on the spreadsheet. And I think this is just the, the gaming community has shown over and over again, especially more recently as social media has obviously grown, that they don't put up with the shit. And on the reverse, the companies who actually take care of their customers like CD Projekt Red, they boom, you know, because people are willing to support them. It just and doesn't make any corporate sense. Corporate guys, as you know, here in the corporate world, they don't think long term. They only think no, short term and yeah. sometimes midterm. And so they don't. That's they true. feel like, well, why should I worry about a paycheck two years from now? I just want to worry about my paycheck today. Yeah. And What's the six month release that, ROI? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very, very bad mentality. I mean, we, how many gaming studios have we seen being ruined by like the, the like extreme corporatism that comes in? Don't get me wrong. I'm 100 capitalist, but it's just a, it, it's unfortunate to see that kind of trend happen in gaming. Yeah, over yeah. and over and over again. Agreed. Garbage. Agreed. <laughs> Garbage. I need a hashtag trash. I can't believe we don't have that, by the way. Um, so I was going to comment on Martha is dead real quick before we get to the grinding our gears. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to say about this. If you're not familiar with it, this is a next-gen horror game, um, horror-esque game, that was originally announced earlier this year. It was said coming to next gen. Uh, there were articles about it being on PS5 and PC and everything. Then out of nowhere, um, and I, forgive me earlier, we were talking about Black Myth and I said IGN released the exclusive video. They didn't, that, that was a mistake. It was Martha is Dead that IGN got the exclusive rights for. But there's a 13 minute gameplay uh, trailer. I caught that, but I didn't want to correct you. Why not? <laughs> 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 it's your show. I didn't want to. No. I didn't want to. I didn't want to shame you in front. Of I make mistakes there. all the time. Um, so anyway, IGN ran this. Uh, it's now a supposedly a Series X and PC exclusive. So something obviously happened behind the scenes here from an Xbox perspective. But it looks really good. The uh, one of the core uh, producers on the game came out yesterday, and just like Black Mist said, this is completely in game. This is not an engine. This is not. This is running real-time in-game, and it looks fantastic. And I just got to say, I'm super excited about it. I love horror games. Um, it's an Italian. Know, this, <laughs> this one looks, uh, you know, this one looks like another game like Medium that I'm going to be all over. Well, I mean, it is an Italian. It takes place in, what, 1940s Italy? and uh, Right after World War on the tail end of World War II, yeah. Yeah, 44. correct. And yeah. I think the thing that caught my eye about it, and I want to disclaimer here horror games are really not my bag but i mean i've played dead cells and and resident evils and those kind of games and silent hill but it was it's definitely not a niche that i am a huge dead fan space? of but, yes okay yeah thank you thank you i said dead cells you're right deep space dead cells is a platform thank you um but um <laughs> deep cells dead space dead space we got it we got it with dead cells. <laughs> i don't know anyways um I felt like the, the aesthetic and the artistic style of this game is what was really catch eye catching with it. It definitely had a really good atmospherical uh, tone yeah, to it yeah. in that trailer. And I was like, Ooh. you know, I definitely would check it out. Cause I mean, if it's a game that's going to be on game pass, why not? That's true. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to see if that comes to fruition. We don't know yet, but yeah, definitely was cool. Dan, I know you're not really about this. Did you happen to watch any of the footage? Yeah, I watched it. Not even come close to me. <laughs> I don't care if it's free. It wasn't Dark Souls enough for you? Is that Not what it was happening? Yep. <laughs> Make it more Souls like. Yeah. On it. Yep. Thanks. All right. Hey, uh, quick, quick, all right. Quick update here, real quick. 
to your questioning. Gotham Knights is playable either solo or as two-player online cooperative experience that will be available in 2021 for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, Xbox Series X. All of them. One X and the PC. So there you go. Okay. So they are keeping keeping, um, interesting. I wonder what the approach they're taking to two-player co-op then. Yeah, hmm. they, they, and they just released seven minutes of gameplay footage. Good. Gameplay footage. Okay. Figures our podcast takes place, you know, as right they're doing on this. time. Yep. So cool. But hey, we're talking about it. We'll obviously cover it in more depth next week, but that's fine. It's cool that we finally get to hear about the new Batman game. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. It's time. What do you want to rant about? We got, we got lined up. Yeah. You got anything? I actually, funny enough, I, I was trying to think. I had something I wanted to talk about. It wasn't even anything big. But I don't know if I have anything to rant about this week. Anything bothering I mean, you? I have something. But, go uh, for it. Gonna... it. No, go for it. I, I didn't know I was going to get this opportunity. So Remember, they're supposed to be. Me. Let, let me just preface. Me. We try to keep them at like 60-second rants. So yeah, okay. I, I, okay. Thank you. I, I'm ready. <laughs> this is my rant. I cannot stand games that do not let – when you have to name your character, like Path of Exile or World of Warcraft, and your name is taken. That is draconian technology, and it's bullshit. Every game should let you name your character whatever the fuck you want. Period. I don't. I don't want to hear the excuses or whatever. Like, if I want to be the the one hundredth and eighty ninth Legolas, I should be the one hundred eighty ninth Legolas. Figure out on the back end how you did, did you know to differentiate the ID code. But it's time that we as gamers unite. And demand to be able to name our characters whatever we want in every game ever made from this day forward. Because it's a travesty. And I tell you right now, I have lost countless hours looking up names for characters so I can have a unique ID in a game. And the fact that it's 2020 and I can't do that right now is absolute bullshit. And I'm tired of it. Get them. So so it's funny because this what you're talking about is exactly what Xbox Live did recently, where you can have any username you want. They just put a number tag behind it if it's a duplicate. And how easy is that? Why I is know. that? Why is Path of Ex- like Path of Exile grinding your games? Why is that so hard that I have to come up every season with a new name? <laughs> oh my god, it's so infuriating. Mm. And mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who is a purist. So if I'm playing a game that's in like a medieval setting, I want a medieval name. I'm not going to name my guy like Big Droopy Pants 22. <laughs> I want to go with like something that's themed. And, 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 and like I it's the same thing. I want to name my guy Thor or Gimlet or Conan or something. But no, it's taken because some asshat got the Conan three years before I did. It's bullshit, and I'm tired of it. Nice. Yeah. I like Listen, it. I didn't expect I, I that, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I always name, you know, I try to name my character Queefy, and <laughs> either doesn't let me do it, or even my horse. I can't even name my horse. Uh. It, it, some games let you do it. I've got several horses and characters named that throughout my game. It's just, it's just super frustrating. You know, See, I, mean, I had here. a sense of honor and integrity in my naming convention, and you're like, you're the guy that you're the reason we don't have this because you're the <laughs> guy who wants to have your character named yeah. Queefy. I, I don't need I don't need it to be like Queefy one one two or something, you know, dumb. You know, I, I you know that that whole Xbox thing throws you know. While I appreciate it, like I've always wanted to have that gamer tag, but like Rapture, that's always been my you know, it's always been yeah. Xbox. 
I get that, but my OCD couldn't handle having a one or a two or probably a 36 on the end of it every yeah. time I looked at it and I would go nuts. So, yeah. All right. And 356. Thanks, Sazen. They're so coming you know, out with new cancel day about Marvel's Avengers, but so, since I already did, I was like, ah, already. <laughs> So it's funny you talked about that because I do the same thing with names. I have to have a name that's somewhat relevant to the game I'm playing. And I'm even weirder because it has to start with an A. I come mm. up with a new A starting name with every character that I Then explain the whiskers then because that doesn't start with an A. Well, I I asked the watchers to name. Him. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, Cloud came up with whiskers and it sounded hilarious. So that's what we went with. Whiskers yeah. is immortal, by the way. He hasn't died yet. Little known fact. Zero yeah. death run. You know uh, I heard that. I've, yeah. I've, 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 I've watched it. When I watched you, I did not notice you die over and over again either. No, I know. It's crazy, right? So it's fun. Um, <laughs> Dan, what do you got? Um, all right. So here's, you know, you know, I, I was kind of off Twitter for a while, at least on my main account. You know, I lurked for a while. What, you know, grinds my gears, I guess, is I can't stand, like, like nobody likes negativity, right? Nobody wants to, you know, see all the toxic comics, comments and, you know, all the negativity. You know what I can't stand more than that? People that are so positive that they got sunshine coming out their ass, like 15, every 15 fucking, tw- it's like, hey, we have to- <laughs> no, you don't have to like something all the time just because you want to be positive. All right. You can absolutely not like something. And when you don't like something, you can fucking complain about it. You can say, hey, this is garbage and call somebody out on it. All right. Not everything is good. All right. Battletoads. Sure. Go ahead and like it. That's fine. I don't care. The game sucks. I play. What? Back. It doesn't suck. I can't even tweet that on Twitter because I'm sure people would flip their lids and go crazy. Like, well, that's just your opinion. Yeah, you're right. The face. It is my opinion. All right. Let me have it. You know, not everything is perfect. All right. It drives me crazy. It's like it's like how are all these all these games, you know, like the perfect game. Oh, it's a super fun game. Are you kidding me? You probably play five minutes of it. You're never playing it again. It drives me up the damn wall. You can be. So t- it's basically uh, people who are being, uh, you know, not genuine. Over the right? top. Yeah. Don't be. Yeah. yeah fucking be honest. Yeah. All right? Don't. I mean, yeah. Battletoads. If you like it, fine. I don't give a shit. But I, you know, I, if it's I was fun for yeah, what it is. But let's yeah, be honest, yeah. it's not a game of the year contender. Game of the year. This yeah. is crazy. That's the problem with social media, though, Dan. I mean, social oh media God. ranks everyone tribal, and everything is either yeah. black or white, and you can't have nuanced talk. Like you know, we're here in this format here. Ago. We can you can talk, and we can talk about Battletoads and be rational about it, and point out its pros, and then point out that oh. like you know, it's, this is just a small game. It's not yep. like it might be life changing. But the problem with Twitter and Reddit and Facebook, it's either it's you're either all for or you're all against. It's, There's no it, it's, it's funny because I, I don't know if it's last week or one of my rants was exactly that, Gator, is that everyone falls into sides. Right. Yeah. You're either all the way over here, you're all the way over here. And there's no middle ground where you can just have a normal, honest conversation about stuff. And it's crazy. No, it's crazy. Just be, be whatever. I mean, don't not everything is great. All right. I mean, there are, you know. It, it just it's just frustrating to me because you know i'm afraid to you know tweet something where it's like yeah this game is kind of bad you know or or this isn't the best thing since sliced bread i'm not sure what the fuck you guys are playing but maybe i'm playing a different game you know it's not just that i'm not singling out battle tools necessarily it's like every game 
you know, like every PlayStation exclusive is like the best game ever. Every game that comes out on Game Pass, just because it's on Game Pass, is an <laughs> amazing game. That's not true. Even no. if it's free, it could still suck. And you can call them out for that kind of shit because that's the only way you're really going to get people to make better stuff. And, you know, devs have, you know, hard work and they, they do a great job with everything. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to knock that, but, like, you know, I, I, like your, your experience with Avengers and mine, are very very similar you know we we we're big marvel fans we we got on there and you're know, just like this is we were expecting so much just from the ip because it, it was such a you know yeah. it's huge for us and then you get on there and it's like you're right like i why am i why do they put all this gas everywhere like everywhere you go it's like it's mostly gas it's like it hurts you you know as you're walking around you know <laughs> that and i'm just like why why what the hell is this shit? It's driving me crazy like if that's the only way you can kill the Hulk is, you know, basically put some kind of weird gas and, you know, and it's just that kind of shit bothers me. And I'm okay with saying it sucks, you know, especially when it's a game that, you know, I, I, I had pre-ordered and I canceled my pre-order, which actually was fairly simple, which is nice. I need, I wish those two companies would make that even more simple where I can just go, nope, cancel, yeah. cancel, hit a button and you're done. That's a rant right there. Yeah, I was gonna say, you, you, you're you're kind of going all over the place yeah, yeah. here, Dan. Where are we go? <laughs> it's okay to be negative. Right? You don't have to be goddamn positive all the time. Not everything. <laughs> well, you know, let me just piggyback on what you're saying. Extend it just for thirty seconds, if you don't mind, Ains. Is that this is my problem with like criticism of video games? Okay, you know, I'm the first person to say, hey, I want video games to be recognized as art. There are lots of artistic qualities, qualities, but number one and first foremost. Video games are a product, a product. And so they're not free. Even Game Pass is not free. So if if you go on Twitter and I'm criticizing the game and you don't like it, tough shit because it's a product and I have to put my money, harder money to buy it. And so I have the right as a consumer to be like, hey, I'm not happy with this. I don't like it. And if you take issue with that, then that's your problem. Like criticism should be welcomed. And not basically treat it like it's like you know you're a toxic because you criticize something because that's the thing you're talking about everyone being too nice well that's because the word toxic is thrown around on just normal rational constructive <laughs> yep. we talked about this oh dude. yeah you yep, know I agree. the fact that I I want Marvel's Avengers to be in a game an amazing game that's the real problem here it's not that I didn't like it it's that I wanted this game to just destroy I wanted this game to be like I wanted to be able to have to like wear a diaper because I want to play this game so much. Like I didn't want to have to leave the room. This game, I wanted this game to consume me. And like when I played it, and now I'll be fair, I have a ear, I have a um, unrealistic expectation that I wanted this game to make. I knew that going in, but it didn't actually meet my expectations, the basic ones. Like I expected this game to be a kind of game where I was going to be, spend $300 on cosmetics on. And I had been okay with that if it was executed to the way that I wanted it to be executed. It Now it did it. And it's just like Anthem. Like I didn't want Anthem to fail. Look at the art in Anthem. It's an incredible world that they built. It looks amazing. And the poor damn artists that like dug their time into Anthem. I feel so bad for those guys because the game sucks. But it looks fantastic, and that's why Avengers is Anthem 2.0 because it looks incredible. It's the prettiest girl on the block, but she's dumb as a box of bricks. 
and she has no substance. You don't want your parents to meet her because she's so stupid. That's what Anthem is. I mean, Anthem was, and that's what Avengers is. Oh, that's a fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right. So nice. You asked for it, Ains. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, thank you, guys. Ten minutes later. Um, <laughs> so we have, we have a couple of funny comments here. So Fazer says, "Can I rant about the lengths men will go for for a little bit of attention from a woman on Twitter?" Uh, believe believe us, the 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 guys, most of them and the good ones, see this, and we shake our heads just as much. But I am it's thankful I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, man, mankind is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't envy you guys, women, for that. It's terrible. It's like have um, some dignity. It's it's, pathetic. <laughs> it's really pathetic. Yeah. Uh, the thing no, is, if these if these guys understood, you know, I've, I've had conversations with my wife, and I'm sure you have with your other significant others, is that women hate that. It's like it's like the the epitome of no confidence. Like people don't respect like the like throwing your dignity down the drain. It's it's not attractive. Well, but they, they, they don't it. have any. That's the problem. Right? Yeah, true. They don't they don't see things that way. If they did, they wouldn't do it. Um, here here's a fair question. I think, and I think this is fair to ask. So Shizno, what's up, man? Says, so, you ever think it's how you criticize, not just because you criticize? So I think there's some context there, right? Like it, when someone just comes on and we've seen it from the, the damn size we were just talking about. Last of Us 2 comes out and you see the Xbox only guys. Game's trash. It's absolute garbage, you know, and you get the same thing on the other side. And yeah, that that's not constructive criticism, right? No. It's fair to criticize, but... You shouldn't just be out there saying this is absolute piece of shit, you know, and without any context or anything else going. And without very valid point, but I will counter with this that you know you got to understand with the internet and social media, nuance is very hard to true. convey in your limitations. And true. so I think what he said is true, or she, but you should also give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not trying to be ir- irrational assholes about something because they got a limited amount of characters to put it out, you know. And yep. and what I, I think the irrational ones you're referring to, we all know who they are because we see it so often. Yep. So if you if you're at least frequent enough or know who you're speaking to, you can usually tell if they're just one of those or if they're mm. actually being serious. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. All right. So my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> mine ties into this whole thing a little bit. The one thing I was going to talk about, it's not really a rant. It was more of a thing. It ties into yours, Dan, away. And I know you and I were talking to Bert about the same thing recently, but mine is really, I see so many people, and this isn't, this is more an addendum to yours, Dan, not really at you, but I see so many people who really take things personally um when they see my things, mind you're reading my mind <laughs> they things personally with what people say on social media um and i just wish that people wouldn't let them let others who they don't know don't have any context of affect their day-to-day so often um because i, I see it all the time and i've even had people ask me because as you know, we run SG a certain way, we do things a certain way, and I'm generally a pretty positive guy. And don't let that don't let that make you think I've had some grandiose easy life. Okay, I've been through plenty of shit that I won't even want to get into. But the point being, people were like, "Well, how do you stay positive?" There's all these people arguing. Do you have a comment on this? No, I don't. Just. Fucking who cares what that person's saying? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. 
there's look at what's going on in our country. Look at what's going on in the world. Look at what people have to deal with on a daily basis. I, I don't even want to talk about my work and I never do. Um, but specifically, but you know, I was privy to something the other day from a, a, a charity aspect, which is a charity that helps people with real life problems, financial because of real life problems are going through. And you can read through these things that these families are going through. And it's like, Jesus, man, like this, what they're going through is serious stuff, serious stuff yeah. that I don't wish on anybody. Um, this asshat over here who's, you know, 18 years old talking about the game you like having bad graphics. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I know. It's so Who petty. Who gives a shit? It's so petty. <clears throat> and it's just, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Be positive. Don't have to always be rainbows and sunshine to Dan's point. Be honest, right? Be genuine and focus on what matters to you. All this noise over here, it's just that. It's noise. Block it out. It doesn't matter. Shouldn't impact your day. And if you're getting depressed because of what you read on social media, that's an internal problem. Yep. You've got to figure that out because yep. that shouldn't be happening. Let me just quickly add, you know, one of the things you should always remember is that not everyone on social media is at the same maturity point in their life. It's not, I'm not going to go as simple and say, hey, there's a lot of kids on social media, but there is. And there's a lot of different maturity levels. So you got to remember, sometimes you might be reading something and you're thinking this isn't an adult or this is a very mature person or they're a mature person and they're not. And so, you know, think about it. If you're in a room and you got a, a kid who's nine years old yell something about The Last of Us 2, you're going to dismiss it. And, you know, stop giving it the weight that you think is some like, you know, 50 year old adult said, because half the time you just got a bunch of immature people on social media sure. and not everyone is not everyone's in a mature place in their life. And so you're going to get you're going to get everything. You're going to get people trying to be edgy and people trying to score points for being yeah. edgy. Yep. Don't let it bother you. Move yeah. On. All right. Good <laughs> you read my mind, though. I literally was thinking, like, people think things too personal. Yeah. And then you started on that point. I was like, wow, you're in my head, man. <laughs> All right, cool. So what are we currently playing? I know this week we had Battletoads. Battletoads released and Flight Sim released, uh, which, uh, Dan, I know you even went and bought a flight stick for. Um, I Correction, so, I bought a flight stick for Squadrons. Happy coincidence, flight sense coming out. There you go. Fair, uh, enough. There we go. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, he was just saying, I'm not that nerdy, Ains, is what he was trying to say. <laughs> 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 the game is uh, it's a marvel um, of achievement. And uh, I know it was one of the developers I retweeted the other day who had a huge long thread about how important of a game it is, whether or not you enjoy it as a game or not, uh, the achievement that it's accomplished should be recognized. Um, regardless, what, um, what are you up to Gator? What have you been playing? Well, I have not finished Ghost of Tsushima yet, Me but either. it's because the real reason is because it's so good. When I play a game that I really, really like, I savor it. And so yep. it's kind of like, you know, when you're sitting down eating a really good steak or whatever your favorite dish is, yep. you just sit there and savor it. You don't want to rush through it. Completely so, agree. Um, I, I just finished Act 2 a few days ago, and um, I'm not going to say anything about it. It's just that uh, it's I'm enjoying it so much that I am actually pacing it out, especially because the games that I want to play, like Watch Dogs 3 and Cyberpunk, are still around the corner. And I want them to try to extend this meaty, uh, steak as long as I can. Um, 
in addition to that, I've been dabbling with pretty much every new game that comes out on Game Pass. Uh, Spiritfarer is like, I think. So I just downloaded that because people are raving about it. Let me um, just tell right. you, what, what is your initial thoughts about it? Have you played it yet? No, I haven't. I, I Some of the guys I actually trust their opinions online were talking about how it surprised them so far. Like, it's not what they expected, but it's really, really good. Same. Um, I've, okay. only, I've, only, I've only got into an hour of it, and it really did not. It, I had no idea what kind of game I was about to play, and it really surprised me. Excellent. So, yeah, I just downloaded it, so I'm, uh, I'm going to have to check that out real soon. Yeah, if you got Game Pass and you're watching this, check that game out. It, it, it's a small download and it's it's just a beautiful looking game and yeah. um, you know I'm not saying that you're gonna lose yourself in it because it's not that type of game but it definitely should be experienced if you're a hobbyist um, and honestly cool. I played Battletoads um, to me Battletoads scratched the nostalgic of what Battletoads was for me when I was playing it on Nintendo Entertainment System um, it just I remember it being the game it was it was the Dark Souls before Dark Souls <laughs> you did not know yeah, if you did hard. not know the original Battletoads was probably considered one of the hardest games that you could play so difficult and if you were a kid in the neighborhood who could beat Battletoads you were God um, and so it, this obviously is not that it's not that hard it's got some difficult stuff to it but it, it's probably hard for me because of my age but I know my children who are, you know, uh, 12 and 14 thinks it's really cool. And yeah. um, the other thing I'm playing is I'm playing Path of Exile, which is my comfort food right now. I, I pretty much I'm with Dan. I go back and replay games that are special to me just because, you know, the place where I'm in my life, married with kids, work. I want to sit down and play a game that I'm familiar with. I'm good at and that I'm I enjoy and I can I go back and revisit classics you know like uh i would say every every six or eight months i i make a new character in skyrim kind of guy um <laughs> which i haven't done in a while but that's the kind of mentality i have i will go back to a game that i adore and and go back through it borderlands 2 for example is one of those games that i'll just fire it up and Classic. play a new, new game and so path of exile has been that itch for me and that's what i'm playing right now nice uh, funny enough elu who's in the chat we're friends he's a mod here that's how we met was borderlands 2 um just one of those games i have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours at classic very so, good game fantastic yeah i'm excited about spirit fair though i'm seeing a lot of good things about it funny enough it was if you don't remember that game they showed it during the xbox e3 presentation last year they um, did and yeah it, it did you know what's funny it you landed that flat. and it didn't make an impression on me no. i remember that now but yep. then now that i played it it's it's one of those games that like uh, kind of makes me think of uh um it's just it makes me think of Gris in a sense that it, it okay. has a, a very artistic vision and it keeps with that and it's got that theme and it's it's kind of deep it's a kind of a heavy game um, with its theme um, because it's called Spirit Fair this is not a spoiler so you take the name of the game literally you should understand what it's about it's about taking spirits and ferrying them to the afterlife and oh. so it looks like a very cutesy game and it is fun and it's simple. But it's got a heavy theme in it, and it can. It's got it got some emotional connection to it. I think um, from an artistic standpoint, it will resonate with a lot of people, and we will get a lot of chat and conversations about it on the internet. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Um, I also saw that uh, new new Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, again, super lighthearted platformer, 
Um, I played the first one quite a bit. It's actually better than you would think. And I've heard this one's even better. So I am interested in that. But uh, yeah, it's a cutesy platformer. So Dan, what have you been up to, man? You you, uh, you said the other day playing Flight Sim that you flew by my house and then landed in Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> yep, I've done that several times. Not <laughs> right by your house. the dream. Yeah, so I, I live like five minutes from an executive airport. Um, yeah. So there's private planes and stuff there. And sure enough, when I played it, that's where I started. I was like, check this out, man. It's literally right down the street. And that's I flew so cool. over. I tried to find my house, but I crashed. Um, anyway, how are you doing? It's, it's yeah, I mean, I played some of that, but I, it's one of those games where, first of all, it's on the PC. I've got a pretty decent gaming laptop for what it is. Um, and it ran at, at high settings, basically, but 1080. Um, yeah. Wasn't 4K or anything like that. And it, it looks really, really good. Um, controls, pretty fun. That was my biggest issue was kind of mapping controls to the flight stick. And mm. then also actually just getting it to download. I said it on Twitter this week, but PC gaming is not for the, you know, you know ill-tempered, impatient 45-year-old guy because <laughs> I, I just can't do it. I don't have time for to look at drivers and try to figure out what's wrong. I almost literally threw my mouse at a wall, you know, because I couldn't figure out why it wasn't. It just stopped working. I said, oh, it's the battery. No, not that. Something completely different. I have no idea what it is still. Um, it, it's just it's super infuriating. But once you actually get it to work, it's actually kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> trying to learn all the, you know, like going through the tutorials, I couldn't. I actually stopped doing the tutorials because I couldn't figure out what to do. And it, and there's no, <laughs> there's no there, way I can use. No, there's a lot to it, like way more than I was anticipating. It's either you use you're using the joystick. I couldn't. I can't figure out how to have like two separate control inputs where I can go. Okay, well, I got to put the flaps up, so I got to shift W or whatever it is. You know, you have to actually map that. You got basically ten buttons or twelve buttons or whatever it is to map it to. That's you know, a real simulation. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, hey, you know, what if I have to, you know, eject or something? There's no button. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you have to put stuff on for the, you know, the my trigger is basically my camera, you know, switching from outside to inside, you know, and it, like it was fun for 15, 20 minutes and that was about all I got out of it. Okay. Um, but I'm not, you know, as a technically and objectively, it's probably the best flights I've ever made and it's gorgeous and it's, you know, I, I just can't see myself playing it a lot ever again actually because you know it's such a niche it really yeah, is it's super super niche it's like those people who are it's a technological marvel that should be yeah. celebrated the people who enjoy it will play it endlessly yeah. but the majority of people yeah i'm probably the same i'll put a few hours into it but it's not going to be something i'm turning on every day no then i yeah. play battle toads uh basically just to get my ship library and sea of thieves um got through you play through the whole game or just kind of the first no, just Act one, you got to get through act one, and yeah. then that's it. Um, it's, I mean, I played it when I was, you know, back in the day, but you know, and it's just the humor is like hit or miss for me, like some of it, it, but it's just it's so all over the place, you know. It's just like, hey, that's pretty funny. And then it was like, that was a really stupid joke, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't even land very well, you know. And and the art style is kind of cool, I do, I do like that, but it, it's just one of those games that I just will never play again yeah not so, for you. you gotta remember some games yeah. are still made for kids you know um yeah. 
and you know, yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we tend tend to forget that there is games are aimed for different audiences. And yep. I think you know, we're too old for battle twos. Let's be real. The lack of online co-op in that game, huge miss. A ridiculous yeah. miss. Huge. I mean, that, I mean, that could have been a great, <sighs> you know, three or four hour, you know, fun with your friends kind of one time deal. It should have been like Ninja Turtles. Like Ninja Rage Four just came out and had. Yeah. I finished that with Cog. We played it every day until we beat it. I, yeah, I would be I mean, doing the same in Battletoads. Huge. I mean, missed opportunity. It, You're absolutely right. Let me get Short of that, it's just been like you know, we've talked about Gator. I go back and play these single player games. Right now, I'm doing Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which I just bought okay. the second time on the same console. <laughs> you know, so try to do that, people. <laughs> you haven't even you have, you've moved on from buying from multiple consoles. Now yeah. you're going to rebuy games on the same. I just game. buy different versions. Weird <laughs> flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fourteen ninety nine. I couldn't. It was yeah. We thought it was it was cheaper to buy the the gold edition of the game than it was just to buy the DLC for it. Yeah, insane. To me. That that's happened with uh, Witcher at times too. Yeah, right. The, yeah. Ultimate, the complete edition. Yeah. For me, Borderlands 2 is the game that I own on like five different systems. Yeah. You know, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam. <laughs> and then I played through Spider-Man again. Just no side quests or any kind of collectibles or anything. I've already got the plot. So I went through it. And, you know, just for the story, and actually my kids, that's the only game both of my twins, my 13-year-olds, have single-player game that they've actually played and finished all the way through. Nice. So they're, they're usually Rainbow Six Siege, you know, Modern Warfare or whatever. Or yeah. Zone and stuff like that. So it was cool to have them go through it. And one of them saw me playing. He's like, hey, can I, you know, can you get that on our PlayStation? I said, yeah, no problem. And we got it on there and playing through it again. So then nice. I said, when's the new one come out? I said, well, it's only PS5, you know, and I'm not buying two of those. So he's like, oh, so disappointed. So. <laughs> I was like, well, now, you know, you can play on mine or maybe I'll buy two PS5s. I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, uh, we're not going to get into it right now, but there's an example of what we're talking about with cross-gen support, right? Yep. 100%, man. Yep. No reason you couldn't be playing it on PS5 in higher fidelity, ray tracing, all that, and he could just still play it on PS4. Right. But also a reason to buy a PS5. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's reasons for both. Ways. So, yep. And yeah. Uh, and so now I'm just looking for my next replay of whatever single player game that I have downloaded somewhere. So nice. that's what's going to happen. We have a uh, Mr. $5 foot long. I'm not going to sing the song at the moment. Mariano's back. Congrats. Ains on getting a crown. That's right. Got my first crown in full guys. Dan, where's your crown at? Did you get one? Uh, no, it's a, uh, it, I have it's to go to the store. store. Yeah. <laughs> go grab it's with car. mine. It's in a, it's apparently mine in like a desert, buried deep in the desert somewhere. <laughs> they eat eat it. Yeah, I, I, there's no way. There's no way I'm ever getting a crown in that game. It's it's not going to happen. Ever. So we we had a group the other night. So it's me, Phasma, Elu. Well, we actually had more than four. We had two games running. So we had like six of us. And I got one. Mariano got two. Hassan got one. Like we were we were doing good. We had quite a yeah. few crowns running. You guys are sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> it's nerve wracking. I was close a couple other times. Like we were close to getting a few more. It was fun. Let me just say, um, like, Phasma's right. That picture, Mariano's like, he's a good looking dude. He's very, very suave. You put there that you Look at that. Look at that hat. Dude, you didn't see the picture he posted with the Subway Footlong in the did. season gaming shirt? Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, man. 
Guy is a smooth operator. With we only have good-looking people around SG, man. That's what we do. It's on the it's on the application. Uh, nice. Yep. I know how the <laughs> hell. <I can>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know one thing I forgot about Phasma just said is uh, Out of Worlds DLC. Totally forgot that's coming in like two weeks. It read my mind again. I was thinking, are you going to address that question? Has anyone? Yeah. Have you guys played Outer Worlds from start to finish? Oh god, yeah. That was my game of the year last year. Yeah. Love that game. Nice. Super good. Yeah, my oldest son is loves that game. He's 16 and he's played it through four times. And uh, wow, I I haven't finished it because I've sat and watched him play it. So I feel like I've played it. If that makes sense, it's but, uh, it's so it's dynamic. It's it's great game. I love Obsidian. I love their work. And then yeah. ground it. I mean, it it's just man, they're versatile. Yeah, they're they're crazy as a as a <laughs> studio. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I, and I also forgot here in less than two weeks is Tony Hawk, which the demo's getting people raving about it. I just can't wait, man. I'm so pumped for that. My camera's doing that thing again. But I'm so pumped for that. So early September will be nice. And then we've got, obviously, Baldur's Gate 3, like we said at the end. Um, in terms of currently playing for me, uh, I played Battletoads. Uh, I did stream. I got a review key for Mortal Shell, which is that, uh, you know, Souls-like that came out. Earlier this week, uh, tough game, very interesting. Though we'll, we'll move back to this, um, <clears throat> but I really enjoyed it. I streamed for like five hours straight. Really had a good time with it. I need to go back and continue playing it. But I've now moved back to streaming Dark Souls three and continuing the journey I started there with our Whiskers character. Deathless um, too, by the way. That's amazing that you haven't died yet. Yeah, I know it's crazy. No you death around. About you not dying is that I don't have to pay any money to your charity because you have zero death. So, oh crap! What was the bet? I totally forgot about that. I told you ten cents of death or whatever the thing is, and you know, if it goes That's past right, death, okay. So Dan, check in with Elo <laughs> or Phasma on my death count. Sudden, he's got three thousand two hundred and fifty-seven deaths. That's Public, publicly at zero, but we'll talk yeah. offline. We'll take that offline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan's gonna get a million dollar bill, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to have to take a mortgage. He actually did. He said 10 cents of death. And I said, okay. And I said, I'll match it to actually, we're doing it to extra life, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'll match it. So, okay, cool. I'm going to jump off a few ledges next time I play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that's been, that's actually been a blast. And I wanted to shout out to uh, some of the, those in the chat who know who I'm talking about, but it's been really cool. I started on YouTube and then I realized, well, I'm going to be streaming a lot from Series X and PS5, which I think PlayStation supports YouTube streaming, Xbox doesn't, and it's kind of messy. So move back over to Twitch and uh, on a race to affiliate there, you have to have 50 followers. I think I'm at 39 or 40 or something. So um, if you're interested in watching Dark Souls coming and hanging out, like watching Big Cast, definitely stop by. I am going to continue that stream tonight. So going to go back to Dark Souls. I think it's episode seven I'm on now. Uh, later tonight, we'll be back with whiskers. Definitely not dying. Hashtag talk offline. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, Spirit Fair, definitely check out as well. Uh, I think that's it, though. I think those are all the kind of the major games that we've been talking about. I'm really interested to turn on Spirit Fair now after talking to you as well, Gator, because I, like I said, had a couple other guys talk about it this morning who kind of surprised me, like, hey, this is actually really, really good. Um, so great news for that dev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What do you think, guys? Anything else? Nope. Close on out. Uh, I did want to shout out. So, along with the Twitch thing, you can follow me on Porsche Power, by the way. Same as Twitter, same as 
Xbox, PlayStation, everywhere. Uh, our Season Gaming YouTube channel that you're watching right now is like 80 subs, less than 100 subs away from 5,000. So um, super, uh, super excited about that. It's been a journey. Um, something that, uh, you know, we keep working at and, uh, excited about. So almost there at that, which will be nice and exciting. Maybe we'll have to do kind of a big giveaway when we hit 5,000 subs. That'll be fun. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's close out Gator. Why don't you tell us where, or tell, uh, viewers, listeners, et cetera, where, uh, we can find you, man. Well, uh, as far as conversation goes, I live on Twitter, as you guys know. I'm always talking <laughs> shit with you, too. Um, so I'm basically at Gator6Charlie on Twitter. Um, I'm also, my YouTube channel is Gator6Charlie. Um, I do make videos occasionally. I do a weekly video where I kind of just kind of just talk about whatever I want to talk about. It's a pure vanity project. And <laughs> some of the videos I do, I just randomly do because I feel like it. it's just, uh, I'm not, I have, no, I have no ambitions to be the next big YouTuber. I just make videos that I want to make. Um, I also have a website where I, I occasionally blog at skater6charlie.com. And, um, you know, if you d haven't talked to me before, uh, I love making new friends. I love playing games with anybody. And, you know, at any time when I have t free time, you're, we're talking about a game on social media and you want to jump in until later that night, just hit me up. Well, we can do that. Um, don't be shy. Uh, if it's about gaming, I can talk and argue and debate and love and passionize about games all day, 365, as you guys know. Because we, we've been we've been Twitter friends for what, like almost three years now. So I mean, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. a while. I mean, I you know, by the way, kudos to you guys. I remember when you first started the, your you know, really getting in and being uh, consistent with your channel and watching you guys grow. You deserve it because your your website's fantastic. You do have integrity, which is pretty rare if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, that's why I slammed on IGN. I feel like you guys deserve the attention that these big guys get because you guys aren't sellouts and you're, you have integrity. You're willing to be honest about a game. And, you know, when you are critical, you're fair and objective. And um, that's all you really want about someone covering games. So kudos to you guys. I've been a huge fan of your guys' work. And I'm honored you guys had me on your show. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed this, and I hope I'll be back sometime. Hold on. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I'll start over. But you need to do that as I start, okay? <laughs> start over, please. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, I, I start seeing this thing go like this. <laughs> I think you shook it way too much there. Yeah. Um, the table didn't move, guys. It no, never it didn't move. Um, yeah, I, just thank you. Um, that's, uh, I, I'm not good at taking compliments. I talk about that even in my career, people give compliments. I'm like, I don't really know what to say. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's, it is funny though, looking back, believe it or not, this later this year is going to be five years since I officially founded, uh, SG and, uh, crazy that uh, what's happened in those five years. I never imagined that I'd meet so many people and talk to developers and get, inside information about upcoming consoles and go to e3 and all this stuff it's just it's been a wild ride and i just i love it um but i i had people to your point i just want to say this about a year in year and a half in when got a tiny bit of growth right and a little bit of attention on articles and stuff and i had some people reach out to me and say um it'll be interesting if you continue to grow this if you continue to keep it free non-monetized Right. If you keep the same perspective when you could be making some real money from it. 
and uh, you know, proud to say we have. I've never changed that methodology. It's still there's no ads on season gaming. There never will be. I've said that from the start, and uh, it's cool to see it continue to get support like you guys and in chat and everything. So really, really appreciate that. Yeah, baby. Well, I hope that you don't turn down a sponsorship if one ever falls in your lap. Because here's the thing: I respect tons that, of them. But, I get them every day. But if you have a sponsorship that makes sense, that doesn't compromise <laughs> your guys' integrity, you should take it. That's my that's my free advice that you didn't ask for. Because you know what, <laughs> you guys do need to grow, and you do need to you do need to put food on the table. And I don't know where your economics are, but there's nothing wrong with getting paid for doing a good job. You can do it with integrity. I mean, I'm not saying, That's you know, true. I don't, yeah. don't be shilling for some shitty mobile game that like basically <laughs> gives people gambling addictions. But, you know, if, you know, if Razer wants to throw you some hardware for you to put their logo or give them a 10 second shout out, by all means, do it. No one's going to think less of you. I, I'm, I'm going to speak for everyone watching right now. It's okay. <laughs> you do that. All right. You guys deserve it. I've been following you guys long enough and it's okay to get your bread buttered a little bit. You can have integrity. You don't have to go full IGN and bend over and take it up the butt by Sony. You can actually be integrity and 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 have some reliable sponsorships that make sense for your brand. Because you're building the brand, and I want to see you guys around for another 10 years. And you know what? You should think about that. I don't think there's nothing wrong with doing that. We're going to have to revisit the, uh, the giant rubber fist. Uh, because if Mountain Dew called me tomorrow and said, "Hey, we want you, we want Baja Blast to sponsor you, dude," I'm telling you, I'm selling out. I'm full on Baja Blast. <laughs> Just you that right now. So we have we haven't had anything to that level, but I do. I get uh, it's as the site's grown. I get emails to the business accounts every single day asking, "Hey, can we advertise on your site? Hey, we want to talk about product endorsement." And I just. Well, you're template. the right kind of guy, though. I have a let template. me just say this. Uh, you, I know you say you don't take compliments, but let me just give you another compliment. If anyone was to take sponsorships and not be a douche about it, you will be you be that guy. So it's like I I, I I encourage you this because I know you're not going to you're not going to compromise your integrity for it. So you know that's okay because you're not that guy. Um, if you were someone different, I'd be like, yeah, I mean that guy will sell a soul to the devil to be able to like make make a buck. But you're you're not and. Uh, you guys, the thing is, you guys get better with age. I mean, I remember when you first started out, you know, you, it was a little rough going, rough around the edges, yes. but you guys are getting more polished. Um, you, you kept Dan around, so that means you're a charity worker. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you clearly are compassionate to folks less fortunate than you because, uh, I mean, Dan's still on the show. So, I mean, it's, it's great. It's good stuff, man. I don't know how I do We love you, Dan. I'm just giving you shit. You know? <laughs> Pretty much, unless Subway comes out. You know. Oh, they're talking about it in chat right now. We need Subway to sponsor us. There you that's, go. That's, Although, I don't know. Do I want to be associated with Subway? No. I don't know. Do you want to be the next Jared? Think about that. I would say no on the subway. Yeah. Taco Bell. Okay, that, that makes sense. And Baja Blast. That's what that <laughs> God. Oh, shit. But no, I really appreciate that. And yes, you will definitely be back. Um, we, I, I've said it many times, but we had so many people when we went live and Dan were talking, Dan and I were talking about there's just two of us. Uh, we'd like to have guests kind of every week, but we also prefer, and I've said this many times, but we prefer a smaller show like this. Three four people tops. It's just the, what we prefer. Um, uh, but it's taken us a long time. There's so many people we want to have the show like, and it's only once a week. Right. So it takes a long time to go through, but you're too damn likable. You shouldn't be so likable. That's the problem, man. 
That's what it is. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. You uh, do fact, not take. You really facts, do. That. You can't take compliments. You really. I'm watching you. You're literally getting crit. You're like basically. Yeah. It's hurting you to yeah, take it, a compliment. Take one, brother. You're doing a great job, man. Your site is on fire, and it's. I, I'm telling you, the next year is going to be. It's going to probably just supernova for you because you guys are right. I don't know if you followed the story with uh, Hummy VR. The one of the this one of the uh, YouTube channels that I've I've talked about. They basically do comedy improvising and doing VR gaming. But here's the point I want to make. I started following those guys when they had 180 subs on YouTube. Yeah. They now have 178,000 subs. Wow. And that happened in one year. That's now, crazy. The, the point I want to make is that you know I'm not I'm not an ambitious guy, so I'm not trying to be one of those. But I I tend to follow a lot of these kind of things and. SG Gaming, Season Gaming is, you guys are on a cusp. I'm telling you, bold prediction, you guys are about to, you're about to go way up. And I'm telling you, in the next year, you're going to have a lot more support because you guys have a solid product. You guys are, you guys have integrity and you're real. And you know what? It's nothing going to be nothing but success for you. So you should be ready for it, man. I know you don't take compliments well, but you better be ready because you're going to get more of a following. It's coming. And I know you you're might, might be in denial about it because you're a humble guy. You're gonna I can tell you're very humble, but it's coming, brother. And you better be ready for it. I'm always ready. <laughs> he doesn't know. It's like oh god. Wow. Uh, I, I do appreciate it. I, I say all the time. I I actually tell these a bunch of these guys stop by my streams, you know, and it's like. I feel weird almost like every hour. You can ask him almost every hour. I'm like, hey, thank you guys for coming by. You know, like I just feel like. You know, we won't, won't get into it. It's weird to me. I've noticed the growth, and it's it's, it's getting great. bigger, and it's gonna, it is and nice. It's, no, the site, the, the the channel is kind of uh, we're a little different, right? Because we're more of a site first channels, an add on, if you will, uh, and our live shows, obviously. Uh, but the, the site has grown tremendously since I started it, uh, and it's it's cool to see. It's the reason why I was you know at E3 and I'm covering it as media and stuff. It's all it's awesome. Um, so I just love that there's support for. Uh, true love for the gaming industry without all the nonsense like we talk about all the time. So that's yeah. that's what it's all about, and that will never change. I can promise you that. So, cool. Um, we'll have you back on after Watch Dogs releases because you're the first person I've had that seems as excited as I am about it. So, oh, so we'll excited. have that. We'll Can't have wait. that for sure. Dan, what's going on, man? What do you want to call out before we get out of here? Not shit. Just see you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> See you on Twitter. Uh oh, well, you you went from leaving Twitter to see you on Twitter. How did we make that turn? Well, that, let me tell you something. It's 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 a tenuous relationship. <laughs> so we, you, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like if I get too much positivity, I'm gonna puke all over myself, and then go back to you know my shadow accounts. So all right. So everybody who's still watching Dan and still with us here as we close positivity. out. Yeah. Yeah. Please tag Dan and uh, let's tag do Dan with lots of positivity. Lots of hugging. Um, oxen free gifts are especially useful. That's so. a good way for me to smash my phone. Isn't that, that's, isn't that Dan's favorite game, if I'm yes. not mistaken? Gosh. Uh, yeah. Game of the generation. I don't know if it's his favorite <laughs> all time, but game of the generation. No, yeah. for sure. The generation. Yep. God damn it. I should have said that and just muted you so you couldn't respond. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. We're, we're just hanging on now. We're just kind of talking and hanging out. So chat, you've been awesome as always. Thank you guys. Uh, like I said, um, Gator been great having you, man. This is big cast one, one nine, right? Yep. Um, it's been a really fun show. Thanks as always. And we will see you next Saturday.